Somebody say something professional sounding. Please don't, don't say fuck up bugger. <laughs> fuck on. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Cutting to the Bull in the post truth apocalypse. I'm Ben and as always I'm joined by Gaz. Hello. And Mike. Hello. And today we're going to uh, finish off talking about the moon landing. It's the anniversary of that coming up. And today it's the conspiracies behind it. Last week we were serious and factual and historical. As usual, as we always it was, are. It was nearly like hardcore history, but a bit shitter. <laughs> this week, is we're going back to what we know best, the mad shit. Yeah. Let's just say thank you to some returning listeners and new listeners. Uh, Luca in Italy, Portland, Oregon, Dakar in Bangladesh, Pasco, uh, where's WA? Washington. Washington, nice. Uh, I don't know me American states, sorry American listeners. South Brisbane, Australia, Spring Valley, New York, Dense Pasar in Indonesia, Colwyn Bay, good old Colwyn Bay. Ah, that's a lovely part of the world though. It is, Little Rock, Arkansas? Arkansas. Brenton, Arkansas, Flint, Michigan's back, Portugal, Missouri, (laughs) Bangalore, India. Is that Missouri? Thanks a lot. So we're going to do Weird News Live on Facebook and then we will crack on with the main thrust of today. Let's get the boys' views on this week's Weird News. I'll do the first one then. Man trapped in home by attacking seagulls told to use umbrella for protection. <laughs> I think a bat. Yeah. I don't care if they're in danger. I think a flamethrower. <laughs> seagulls are not in danger. Apparently this type is. A teaching assistant from Prestatin, I just want to point out, Prestatin, one of the finest mini golf courses in North Wales, <laughs> has revealed how he was advised to use an umbrella to protect himself from seagull attacks. Tom Ellis, 29, is unable to use his garden and is forced to shield himself from the swooping birds after they nested just above the doorway of his bungalow. The ghouls, which have hatched two chicks, have been fiercely defending the nest, regularly attacking Mr Ellis as he enters and leaves the property. After one of the birds narrowly missed his head, he rang the authorities for advice and was shocked to be told to use an umbrella. Surely... A significant amount of fireworks would have been more useful. Like strapped together and thrown into the back garden? Yeah, like yeah. some homemade napalm. Or a, a hat made of knives. Not pointed inwards, obviously. Not obviously not. That would be silly. Yeah. But a hat of knives. Yeah. <laughs> that would yeah. put them off swooping at you, wouldn't it? it certainly would. They'd only slice a wing off. They'd never do it again. Nope. He also claims the RSPB, uh, Royal Society for the Protection of Birds, have told him to expect five more weeks before the seagulls move on. <laughs> Mr Ellis says he has now resigned himself down to dodge the animals and has to warn visitors to shield themselves. I can't go out and enjoy the sun. My nieces and nephews can't come and visit, especially with them attacking and swooping. It would piss you off, wouldn't it? I, you know what? I deal with the problem myself. Endangered or not, yeah. they're getting a cricket bat up them. 
I'm an animal lover. Yeah, but I I'm am. not having that. I'm not going to be a prisoner in my own no. home because of seagulls. At the very least, I'll throw some medium-sized stones. Or yeah. you just throw bread to stop them. Into your neighbour's garden. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Run for it. That's a much more humane way. That's what you solve gonna... the problem, but... Cut the tree down. Now they're above his back door, on his, on his oh. roof. They're always there in the house behind us, a nest on the roof too, so they have me surrounded. They've been attacked several times, now they're missing my head. Well, you know that's some bored council work, oh, some blokes getting attacked by seagulls. Oh, I guess turn to use a fucking umbrella. An umbrella? Stop moaning. Wow. <laughs> I would, yeah. I would deal with it myself. I would say, I yeah. tried to deal with this the right way. I rang them, they were no help. They're basically saying, those birds are more important than you and your quality of life, mate. So yeah. Get a brolly. They're a protected species, believe it or not. The RSPB said there's nothing they can do as they're a protected species. Well, that them, that little nest above my front door, mm. out there with a cricket bat, smack. You are this bastard. Oh, fuck, I'm not having ghouls attacking me every time I come in the house. Set it on fire. Burn the house down. <laughs> <laughs> Set yourself on fire and they won't attack you. <laughs> Set yourself on fire in a pigeon protest. It's self-immolation yeah. in your garden. Yeah. Fuck you, seagulls. <laughs> the council think seagulls are more important than me. I'll show them. The irony is they'd eat your fried carcass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they would, yeah. Or so, hopefully so, would at the very least give them the shit. <laughs> oh, he's, he's pretty bird-phobic anyway. So he's, oh, he's all, poor bastard. You know, he's getting attacked by seagulls. He's afraid of birds. He can't do anything about it. His <sighs> summer's ruined. Well... Yeah, this really, I feel for the guy, this sucks. I feel that the council should say, listen, mate, don't you go hitting them with a cricket bat uh, or burning them or th constructing a helmet made of knives. Instead, we'll come round and we'll, do, we'll deal with it because yeah. we're professionals. But no, because of cutbacks, because of the Tory scum, yeah, they can't afford to send around the bird expert <laughs> right, with his special fur-lined, air-cushioned... Nets. I they pretty just they have, have like, uh, I imagine, like a, a tape that plays the the sounds of their natural predator, and they just fuck off. Could yeah. be something as simple as that. Why didn't they give this advice to the geese instead of umbrella? What? Google what is a, a seagull's natural predator. Find the sounds and play the sounds. Well, That's better advice. Presumably, because in a stroke of genius, I just decided, discovered I'm more knowledgeable about seagulls than the uh, well, we Denbighshire County Council. We know his name. We know he lives in Prestatyn. Let's contact him and say, listen, man, one human to another, don't suffer for the next five months. This got this could spiral. He could. he could start nailing bottles of whiskey and handfuls of painkillers. Well, the other ghouls could tell their mates that this guy is a bit of a pussy. Oh, yeah, he's a right pussy. Well, you know, he's got, you've got an entire roof exactly. full of them. Yeah. Oh, no. No, no, we can't have this. We can't be letting seagulls bully us. And I'll tell you what, I have got... The reason why this is such a personal subject for me is that as a child, I was in Wales. Yeah. You see a pattern developing here, can't you? Yeah. Uh, walking along, I must have been seven or eight years old with my family and I had this fish and chips with a big sausage. I've been looking forward to that sausage <laughs> all holidays. You know, fish and chips by the sea. Yeah. Big mm, bastard. It. And to eight-year-old me, a fucking seagull was as big as a fucking pterodactyl. It was huge. <laughs> big evil robin bastard came down and just took my sausage. Bastard. Just took it. I was distraught. It just didn't compute. I couldn't understand how the world could be 
So cruel. You had it all. You had the entire world in your hand. And now... And it was taken away by a feathered bastard. By nature. And now you could then extrapolate that maybe that explains all the Class A drug abuse. It all dates back to that seagull incident. To the seagull incident. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it does. I think we need to reach out to this fella. or Before you know it, he's going to... He could end up doing crack. I think. In the local park. Right, what we need to do is turn your van into yeah. some kind of Ecto-1. We'll get some boiler suits. The Gullbusters. Yeah, Gullbusters. I like where you go packs. we just fucking blast them off the roof, put them in traps. Uh, just struggling with the how we construct the nuclear-powered... Can then again, they're protected, you can't. Yeah, we're going yeah. moving them into the trap. We won't tell anyone. We'll them, aren't we? We'll put them in a containment unit, it'll be fine. Well, you've got a B in physics, Mark. You can knock up a proton accelerator. Well, it's, a, it's a little bit insidious, but we're a liquid bottle and... <laughs> we could pretend that... Like, it's like, get something... Knocked <laughs> <Locked> up. <laughs> Caffer tape of fairy liquid bottle and some battery acid. Oh, I'm willing to try it. <laughs> yeah. Don't cross the streams. No, well, I feel for this guy. Me too. I, I think that's a very tragic news story. And Wales is pretty depressing anyway, so... I press that, it's nice. Have you ever been there on like a Tuesday afternoon in October? No, I haven't, no. <clears throat> I only go there to play mini golf. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit more, you know. There's a beloved child. Yeah. <laughs> all right, okay. Well, all right. Poor boy. Okay, what's next? This this was an event I found on Facebook. An event? An event? Storm Area 51, they can't stop all of us. It's a good idea. Yeah, <laughs> September 20th <laughs> this year. Yeah. 9.9k going, 18k interested, Friday, September 20th at 3am to 6am. Can't stop us all. Uh-huh. So we'll get through. <laughs> 9.9k going, 9.9k fucking liars. None of you are going to be there. <laughs> There'll be 10 people there, you know that. Oh my god. Well, I like the idea, but I, I think it doesn't really stand up to scrutiny because what happens. Alright, you storm the gates, you get over the gates. Then you're alien hookers. Then what are you going to do? Just keep walking? Yeah, 10,000 people. Are they going to shoot their own citizens? Yeah, but what, what do we expect to find? What are the 10,000 going to achieve once they storm the place? Scare the alien life to death? Well, you just want to see it, don't they? It's disclosure. It's a, it's a, it's a civilian attempt at disclosure. It doesn't sound very civilised to me. I said, didn't say civilised, I said civilian. There's nothing violent. Nothing violent. Just ten thousand of us are going to shoot us all. Oh, nothing violent about just forcing our way into a place. I don't want. It's not these, really I don't want these in. unwashed fucking scum getting access to all the most deadly technology we've got. Imagine if we got in and just hijacked a flying saucer. Exactly. <laughs> what guys? This one. We crash take that alien, take that alien coke and fly this saucer out of here. We crash into <laughs> a mountain. A seconds, <laughs> if we could even start the fucking thing. Uh-huh. It would turn. We just. It would just turn into an argument before we'd even worked out how to start it, and we'd all storm off in different directions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, technical difficulties. Someone is calling Mike's Facebook. Obviously not watching the show. Obviously not. <laughs> That's okay. It's professional. It was yeah. a, The lines are not open yet, listeners. Don't, yeah. don't call Actually, that's a door. If you do want to call us while this is on, I'd be. I'd be happy to take some questions. I have been considering setting up a WhatsApp number that people can call and either leave voicemails or... Uh, this is a conversation we're not fair. What, what's next? <laughs> yeah. I just thought it was fun that um, 
you know, 20,000 people would show up and and this is one for you especially, Gaz. Ah, lovely. I have seen this one. This is for any fans, anybody who watches regularly, listens to our podcast will know our, collectively our favourite TV show is Red Dwarf, the boys from the Dwarf. Boys from the Dwarf. And they've been in the news recently. The AA... I suppose. Do we need to explain the AA to the um, international listener? The Automobile Association, if you're international listener, they come and get you if you're broken down. If Yeah, there you go. The AA rescues broken down Red Dwarf Starbug at the Angel of the North as a fan headed to Comic-Con. That wasn't very well written, was it? No. It was an out-of-this-world call for this breakdown company. Is that even road legal, do you reckon? Uh, I mean, it's got to be road legal, but fucking hell, I mean, what's it... Looks nothing like it's yeah, built off any sort of chassis of a car. It's one of those things that was set up for an advert to look like it was sort of found footage type, like it was an organic thing happening. Do you know what I mean? Like this, uh, dude, we're supposed to believe this dude was on his way to Comic Con and broke. Oh down. right, and it wasn't. I mean, you mean like, this is fake news? I've been taken in by. <laughs> it. Yeah, it's it's an advert filmed. It's all fake news, damn it! Oh, it's man. one of those where it's filmed as if somebody drove past the lay-by and was like, "Oh my god!" with their mobile phone. It's Starbuck, but it is still an advert. But anyway, yeah. So basically, it's it's a bit of a visual thing. But if you know Starbuck from Red Dwarf, they built a, a pretty decent, like I would say, small truck-sized replica of it. It's bigger and, than that uh, AA van. Yes, and they left it in a lay-by. And got an AA van to go and see to it. Because Red Dwarf are in the new AA adverts. Oh, of course. Yeah. So that's that. One of the best adverts I've ever seen. Yeah, me too. I'm not often, you know, can't often say. I'm a fan of that advert. (laughs) No. But uh, if it's new Red Dwarf, disguised as an AA advert, then I'm all in on that. So, yeah. That's weird news then, because that's fake news. So I do apologise. I wasn't aware of that. I saw the headline and thought, guys, I love that. So, what do you think happens then, just to go before we wrap up? Because is that, is that the last news story? Yeah, yeah. Well, just to briefly go back to the one previously. What happens to the 10,000 people that storm Area 51 afterwards? Well... They've all happily, very cleverly said on Facebook that they're going. Yeah. So they're all traceable and knowable. Are they all there executed for treason? Well, I suppose it depends how far they want to push that lethal force is authorised yes. sign, isn't it? I mean, mm. they might all, they might push through the gate, which is it wouldn't substantial. look good if the US Army started gunning down their own civilians. No. I wouldn't put it past them, though. No, it's a big thing for soldiers mm. to open fire. Yeah, 10,000. You, know, you could be opening fire on your families. Yeah, yeah. but, yeah, but 10,000 hippies running towards Area 51, they're just going to start fucking... Well, you saw what happened at the end of V for Vendetta. They might get the MP, the military police out with the batons and the shields and shit. I think it'd be like a non... Then again, it's Area 51. They've probably got all sorts of it's non-lethal... Big. They've probably got that thing that fires a brown note, so you just... All them 10,000 people just start themselves. collectively shitting themselves. Ah, well, they release the gay bomb and it turns into a shit-stained orgy. Yeah. The gay could bomb be, and the brown note. It could be... <laughs> it's a combined fucking thing. That'd be a mess, wouldn't you? Oh, wow. <laughs> Nobody wants to see that. No. Good job it's in the sand. Maybe they'll just <laughs> they'll see that as well. They'll see the ten thousand people coming over the horizon. They'll press the teleport button, which will send all the good shit, the alien bodies and the uh, spaceships to one of their other bases. Yeah, yeah. Then they'll just before they teleport themselves, they'll just press abort and fucking nuke the place. Yeah. <laughs> just the, the fucking the last protocol. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just as everyone breaks the fence. <laughs> the thing is, the gate isn't substantial. 
but it doesn't have to be because they've got like top of the line security sensors and pressure pads in the road and the minute you yeah. trigger one there's a bunch of pickup trucks with black armoured dudes and M16s showing up I suppose it could be a possibility that you're all walking down the road thinking well this was easy next thing you know some bloke on the hill presses a button claymore mines go off and take out everybody <laughs> yeah I would put it past trespassing all I'm saying is it doesn't seem like the best idea. And, and I wouldn't put this past the American government either. And we know how dodgy Facebook is. Thanks for broadcasting us live, Yeah. by the way. But so it's just to see who would say, yeah, I'll fucking storm Area 51. Click going. Well, now you, you're on the list. Yeah. You fool. Disappear in the night. Yeah. Black bag on the head. If somebody creates a public Facebook group inviting you to a terrorist event, don't click going. It's just well, a bit of friendly advice. it's not a terrorist event, is it? It is. They'll recla- see it that way. They're just reclaiming public land. Yeah, they did, actually, <laughs> they did actually buy up a load of public land to expand the base, so you could argue you're just getting it back. Put the peace pipes down, <laughs> you crackhead hippies, <laughs> and come back to reason. How's a government going? They're not going to look at this as, oh, they're just reclaiming a bit of land, we'll let them have it. No, they're going to look at no, this I'm as a saying, terrorist It would be interesting to see what would happen. Yeah? I don't think they'd fire on them. I, 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 I don't. Do. I think they'll fucking vaporise If it was private security companies doing the security, then yes. If it's the US military themselves, probably not. I think if there's alien bodies... If there's any truth to any of the um, Area 51 rumours, conspiracies, where if there's any truth to any of it, then 10,000 people are never going to get anywhere near it. They'll shut this down at a different level. Like, the, the infrastructure, like there won't be any public transport to get you anywhere near fucking Nevada. On they will set a car, won't they? They'll, they'll, something will happen. The roads will be closed. You won't be able to get anywhere near it. They'll shut this down. They'll nip this in the bud. And now they know everyone that's intended on going... It'll be fairly easy for them to nip it in the But well, if they're flying into Nevada, they could just sort of block their passports, couldn't mm. they? Or uh, take the planes out of the sky. That seems excessive. <sighs> Fucking, you got to protect that alien myth. It's 10,000 people threatening hey, we're to on storm dis- your We're on a soft disclosure area. now anyway. Exactly, you don't want it coming from these. We're on a semi-disclosure. I think what will happen to these 10,000 people that are trying to storm is they'll all be so busy live streaming at the same time it will cause like a radiation cloud that will just <laughs> ignite and they'll all fucking vaporise. They'll um, do the alien death ray as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But good luck to them. I just think, like I said, I don't think it's bad advice to say that if someone invites you to any kind of illegal activity in a public Facebook group, like, hey, we're going to go and storm this building we don't own, don't click going, even as a joke. Man, this one's eager to get all of you, Mike. Um, hello, caller. You are live <laughs> with uh, Cutting Through the Bottom of the Post Jude Apocalypse. Ben, can you do a caller voice? Um, yeah, uh, I just thought I'd ask about the, the uh, storm in the Area 51. Um, yeah, where do you stand on that? It's bollocks, isn't it? Yes. Uh, next caller. See, we don't need callers. <laughs> just make it up. We don't need the public. We do. We need you for our egos. Oh, yeah. Oh. That's why Gaz is wearing shades. He's in full cult leader mode today. I've gone full. To be fair to me, the sun is shining at me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I just wanted to go full podcast. Uh, full Jim Jones. Full podcast douchebag. Yeah, I'm inside with my shades on. Podcasting. Yeah. So fucking cool. <laughs> Is that weird news of the week? Yeah, I think so. Let's start with some more moon facts. 2013 survey found 7% of Americans believe the moon landing was a hoax. That's quite low. I thought that. I thought I would be much higher. Me too. Considering the amount of people who believe the Earth is flat, 
Yeah, but 7% out of how many billion... Well, how many polled or polled or however you want to yeah, say it. Yeah, but it's meant to be, you know, a representation of the... It's still a lot of people though, large. isn't it? I know yeah, what you're saying, yeah, you thought it would be a bigger percentage, yeah, but 7% it. of the American population is still a lot of it's about human beings. 20, odd million, 20 million people, maybe? Something like that. A population of, what, 350, 400, something like that? More people than should... <laughs> Yeah. Be thinking that. But, uh, Absolutely. Fair enough. There is high speed internet on the moon, 19 megabits per second. Okay. How and why? Yeah. I don't know. Shit, we should have researched that yeah. because I can't. Well, somebody left a modem up there. Must have done. Yeah, must have done. I suppose you've got to. Oh, yeah. Couldn't tell you. But who are the last people to. What, when was the last time you went up there? was like the 1974. 70s. Hello, 17, yeah. yeah. So there's somebody left some shitty 70s fucking... Maybe some probes Actually, the on there. Been there haven't oh, they? no, yeah. we send probes and fucking things, don't we, all yeah. the time? Stuff lands no, on There's it. no man. Yeah, yeah, but we send unmanned stuff, mm. don't we? So there's probably some bit up there beaming shit back. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. It's not so crazy. It's not alien Wi-Fi towers, then. Maybe. It could be. Tortoises orbited the moon before astronauts did. They were sent to test a Russian space probe. No, it tortoise? gets worse. They sent fucking t- and they lived for hundreds of years. Yeah. The poor bastard. Yeah. Oh, what a what a trip though. <laughs> if you tell all his little tortoise mates. <laughs> now if he comes back. If he comes back. Now that's better than the idea because I do concede that the idea I had at the end of part one may have been slightly close to the uh, the plot of Planet of the Apes. The turtle because he lives for hundreds of years. He falls through a time hole and a black and a wormhole, and he repopulated the earth. Planet of the Turtles. Yeah, he seeded. So it wasn't an alien that fucked a human or a chimp to create humans. A turtle fucked a chimp to create humans. <laughs> a space turtle fucked a chimp. Now nah, this idea is falling apart. This yeah. Time. What if? Fuck. I just like the fact that that turtle has gone faster than any turtle ever has before. A tortoise, even. They're not the fastest moving of things. And he's actually bought a bit of time. He's aged slower than his yeah. other turtles. Only by like a fraction of a second, probably. Remember how none of the sea turtles made it back on like the ships back in the day because they were so tasty? Yeah, I'm yeah. sure that came up before. Like, yeah. They could never actually get a living species back to the UK because no one could resist eating yeah. the fuckers. Um, so the description maybe there's some the aliens animal, the first description of the animal was succulent and juicy right. oh. so maybe what I'm saying is oh. what I mean there's how good it tasted yeah that was that was the first description alright all right. you're on the way back from wherever the, the Galapagos Islands yeah you got a few tortoises on board they've been described as succulent and juicy you're getting like fucking rancid pork and be- pork and beans out of a yeah. fucking barrel stale crackers stale crackers picking the weevils out of your biscuits <laughs> and then someone goes yeah, them tortoises are pretty sucking and juicy. <laughs> we could just have one, couldn't we? And before you know it, it's so fucking good, you're like, we could have that one there. They're all dead, but I mean, yeah, yeah. Back to all eaten. No, back to weevils. <laughs> so out there, conceivably somewhere, is an advanced alien race filling their face with tortoise. And they decide that it's the tastiest thing in the, all the known realms. And they come here in search of more. Realise we've eaten all of them and just kill us in a paddy. Could do. And that could be the end. Maybe. Yeah. 
Apparently when Neil Armstrong first walked on the moon, he carried with him a piece of the Wright Brothers' first airplane. It's pretty cool. Yeah. That sounds like a spin to me. There's a bit. The dark side of the moon is actually turquoise. Ah, nice. How do they know? We've seen it. Oh yeah, we, did, we covered that last time. I've heard about this one. During the Cold War, the US seriously considered dropping an A-bomb on the moon to show off its military superiority. Fuck. I have heard about that. Where they thought, Let's nuke the moon. That could have backfired massively, couldn't it? Yeah. Surely a lot of shit would have like been sent up into orbit that would have... What if it blocked the sun out or something? What if it just destroyed the moon? <laughs> that would be really stupid. I could think well, of a way... Yeah. Just don't nuke anything. Just wait yeah. till you have to use it. If you ever have to. See how that goes. Well, if we did have the moon, our days would only be six hours long. Wow. I didn't know that works. But well, the moon enough. stops the, the, the planet rotating as fast or speeds it up. No, it slows it down. Yeah. It'd be four you times speed quicker, wouldn't it? Slow it down. Fuck's fizz, isn't it? I have no idea. I believe that might be a first for the pod. I don't think I've... don't think anyone's ever sung Book's Fizz on the podcast yeah, I before. I don't think I broke out into spontaneous Book's Fizz, but you never know. Right, 11 of the 12 men who walked on the moon were Boy Scouts. I was a Boy Scout. Be prepared. Maybe we have to go to the moon. Well, I suppose I didn't know there was a correlation between boys that have been messed with and becoming <laughs> fantastic achievers. Oh, this one, this one goes back to last week. Uh, mankind has left 96 bags of urine, feces and vomit on the moon. Oh, Mick Foley. What'd you do that for? <laughs> 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 Who let him up there? Exactly. If you let Mankind <coughs> in a spaceship, what do you expect him to do? Yeah. He went up there and did a lot of piss and shit and pulled some of his hair out. <laughs> and if you're not a 90s WWF fan, the last 30 seconds made absolutely zero <laughs> sense to you. <laughs> Have a nice day. Uh, moon dust smells like gunpowder, according to astronauts. Alright. Maybe it's a giant cannonball. Maybe. From a celestial being's war. Long gone. Possibly. You know, like in Guardians of the Galaxy, where there's like... Oh, heads, that giant head? And there's like, you'd love it, Mike, the imagery is ace. Like, it's the head of like a space god or something that's long dead. And like, a mining community is like... What? Civilization lives inside this head, just mining it for all the organic matter, I guess. Brain and all matter, the spinal stuff. fluid. Yeah, man, it's pretty fucking awesome visuals. Man. And Moon Age Daydream plays. Yeah, yeah. It's. I reckon you can enjoy Guardians without knowing anything about the rest of the Marvel universe. I never, I never actually seen Guardians or read mm. the comics, and to myself, I never read the comics. I, I thought I took a chance on the movie and thought, you know Not what, this is actually people. pretty decent. Anyone who says they did read it is either uber hardcore comic book reader or, or absolutely full of shit because it was like a dead front. They took a chance. They just needed to introduce the Marvel space yeah. realm to to viewers, and they yeah they used the Guardians to do it. I think but they made it more it. light-hearted, didn't they? It wasn't a, it's not as serious mm. as yours. It's like a, it's a, what passes for a comedy or yeah, such. Yeah, the first one's a bit like a funny Star Wars, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, you'd like them. Mm. I'd, I'd uh, recommend them. Like awesome space visuals and stuff. Yeah. What was it called again? Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh right, yeah. And it's number two is the first yeah. one. I think it was okay. talking yeah. space raccoon. And Groot. Groot. Ah, oh, awesome. 
But the so, second one's good as well. Yeah. I really like the second one. In fact, I think I prefer it to the first. Mm. It's definitely funny. Funny, yeah. Right, so are we having, are we reading that one? Last one, yeah. Last on. one. Oh, on Astronauts aboard Apollo 10 heard unexplained, quote, outer spacey music while orbiting the dark side of the moon. Wow. Did they, or was it their mind playing tricks on them? Maybe they've gone space crazy. Was were it Pink Floyd? Oh, <laughs> I hope so. They were listening to the static of the... That's all they had, isn't it, when they lost the signal for a while. And I suppose some of the static might have sounded like music. Maybe. maybe. I don't know. Or maybe it was fucking space signals. Who can say? Maybe it's radio signals somehow bouncing off something in a way that we don't understand and they were picking it up. Because everything that we send off up there is flying yeah. off and yep. floating around, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Signal you think all that we've had, what, I don't know, a hundred, let's say 150 years of radio, telecommun- radio communication mm. on this planet. Ooh, Probably a bit less. It's all been going straight into space. The echoes of like centuries old. Oh shit, anyway, yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do a little bit of background recapping last week and then we'll crack on with the conspiracy theories then. Sounds good. So, NASA, the National Aeronautics and Space Administration, or. Never a straight answer. Allegedly. Established was in 1958. It was a direct response to the Soviet Union's launch of Sputnik in 1957. The US feared a missile gap and thought it was falling behind technologically. The Apollo program was conceived in July 1960, but it wasn't until November of uh, 62, uh, sorry, November of that year JFK was elected president after a campaign that promised American superiority over the Soviet Union of space exploration and missile defence. However, the proverbial shit hit the fan on uh, April 12th, 1961 when Yuri Gagarin got up there first. Mm. Oh. And you had Sputnik in 57, of course, mm. which I mentioned earlier. So, May 25th, 1961, Kennedy gives a speech. And I'll give you a little bit of a, the main bit of it. We went through it last week. I believe that this nation should commit itself to achieving the goal before this decade is out of landing a man on the moon and returning him safely to Earth. Seems, seems reasonable. Yeah. Well, at the time, maybe not. Well, no. But, you know, nowadays, got a decade, eight years, crack on NASA. Is twenty five billion dollars, which was uh, in nowadays is one hundred and fifty three billion. Nowhere near what they spend on the military. Nope. Uh, at its peak, it employed four hundred thousand people and over twenty thousand industrial firms and universities. And on July twentieth, Apollo eleven landed on the moon. Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin became the first and second men to land on the moon, while Michael Collins remained in lunar orbit. The loneliest man. Yeah. I always feel a bit sorry for him. So, <laughs> did they draw lots for it? They must have drawn lots for it. Yeah, they, they would. Or would they get told, oh, you're the best guy at fly, flying that, so you're staying up there? They were picked yeah. All three landed safely back on Earth on July 24th. Five subsequent Apollo missions also landed on the moon. In all, 12 men walked on the surface of the moon in six missions. Or did they? And then I wrote, yes. Next to them. So. The first major sort of talking point that denies this that I found was, uh, it says, wouldn't the Van Allen belt radiation have fried the astronauts? They can't have gone. Well, that radiation. I don't know how it works. I'm not a physicist. I know about it, but... Well, let me tell you. Let me enlighten you. (laughs) Please do. (laughs) Let me irradiate you, maybe. (laughs) The Van Allen belts are huge belts of radiation that surround the Earth. They're shaped like the Earth's magnetic field 
and pounded with high energy particles from solar winds. It has been claimed that humans who pass through these belts will be fried by lethal doses of radiation. Okay. In fact, the international scientific community was fully aware of Van Allen belts thanks to the Explorer, Pioneer and Lunar missions of the 1950s. The Apollo launches were timed so the Van Allen belts are at their lowest which fluctuates with the sun's activity. The Apollo 11 crew were in the belts for far less than two hours and would have been exposed to an estimated 18 rads, which is well within the safe limit. Safer than Chernobyl. Certainly yeah. was. However, NASA ensured that the Apollo 11 spacecraft was so well insulated, the average dose over the 12 day was just 0.18 rads, which is a chest x-ray. That's alright then, isn't it? I've got another source that actually contradicts that. It was something like 0.011. And the highest, I think, was Apollo 14, which was 0.18. You're still looking at like really low numbers. Mm. There are some people who think that the footage wouldn't have survived coming back through the belt, aren't there? That the tapes and things like mm. that, camera rolls and films. But again, it's but at its lowest. Mm. Yeah, but obviously those films did come back because you can't. You know, I'm not going to sit here and believe that every single photograph I've been shown from space is fucking fake. I know some of them are doctored, and I've heard NASA talking about this themselves. They do touch them up slightly, the modern ones. Make them sexier. Basically, yeah, to give you more. We're accustomed, we expect it to look a certain way, and they do move clouds around and things like that. And um, a bit basically mm. like what you do to a, a picture of a girl in Photoshop. You know. Or a man. You sex yeah, it yeah. up. Any kind of Basically, model. Basically, yeah, you, you, you take a picture of a beautiful woman, but you make her even more impossibly perfect by removing every single blemish from her skin. Yeah. But you haven't structurally re-engineered her face. Like, so this is where it gives it's the flat... It's a bit dodgy. Though, it, it, this is why it gives the flat earth as a yeah. boner. Because they're like, see, they're CGI images. And it's like, no, they're touched up images. But they're open about it. So, and I'm pretty sure they released, I'm sure in response to this flat earth, you can find before and after. I get it. I know where you come from. It does sound a bit like, well, why are you doing that? But I also get it. It's to make them sexier images. I don't know, because they want those images to go around the world. Yeah. Um, that's the world we're living in. It. But I don't think you're ever going to beat the photo that the, the astronaut took. The first guys, uh, I think it was Apollo Fuck, I can't remember which Apollo, but the guys who... The Blue Marble. It, yeah, it went... It went, it um, went I think that was Edgar Mitchell's one. I think you're talking 14. Mm, where you could just see it rising up out of the black. And it's the first time they'd seen that view. And they're like, holy fuck. Like, that's a gorgeous photograph. Yeah. And do you know what happened? They uh, actually realised... It started happening. And they started to fucking take pictures to film it. Realised they had black and white film in the camera. Oh. And had to scramble around trying oh, to find a no, colour no. film and load it back up again. Mm. But they got the picture. Yeah. I heard him talking about it where it's like it dawned on him that like he could put his thumb up and hide the entire world, like hmm. every single human being in existence, everyone from that view, hide it behind your thumb, man. Yeah. Pretty deep. It is. But yeah, I, I'm not going to believe every picture of sex is fake, but I do know that there was some like cover girl airbrushing style shit going on, making the earth look sexier. I'm not sure hmm. why. But it's there. Right, so the Van Allen belts, are we happy that they would have survived the Van Allen belt trip? I'm happy they would survive. I mean, you're not going to deliberately send them through a high radiation no. zone, are you? Like we said last week, it was step by step, <coughs> wasn't it? They yeah. tested these things. Mm. 
Yeah. You know, Apollo 10, they went round the moon. They just didn't land, didn't they? Yeah. It's just step by step, isn't it? Eight was a biggie, wasn't it? That's what they... Did the that's, the, that's the biggest jump, wasn't yeah. it? Did the Russians manage to send anybody into the moon's orbit? I'll I'm tell you about that in a bit, actually. I've got a conspiracy about that. if they sent any dogs and shit around there, they would have known they made it through. Or maybe the... Because if you go into Earth's orbit and just go around in a satellite, which is what the dog's still doing now, isn't it? The dog corpse. Or did that leave it? Everybody would have burnt up, to be fair. Uh, Either left or, or would have burnt up. I think probably burnt up in the atmosphere. I still. So my question is still... So if you go up into Earth's orbit, have you passed through the Van Allen belt? Or is it further away? It's further so, away. It's like it's a, somewhere in between Earth and the Moon, though. Yeah, it's projecting mm. out from the Earth, so low yeah. orbit, which is what these guys were doing in the dark yeah. and, the t- and the eight and the chimps, low low Earth orbit. Mm. It's no, not there. Yeah, it's, yeah no. you're getting a, you're only getting a bit, but not a great deal because yeah, it's all it's projecting got a magnetic out. field mm. that deflects the solar winds and things yeah. from, the, from the sun, mm. and it goes out quite a way outside of Earth. Yeah, right. picture the Earth, right? There, floating around in space. And they picture some lines going out like that, almost like butterfly wings going yeah, out yeah, to either yeah. side, and that's your, that's your magnetic field. Mm. That changes when the sun hits it, depending on solar activity, but it all, that's the word, it deflects the worst of the solar radiation away. You remember the film Knowing? You ever see that? Nicolas Cage? No. Oh, this little girl starts getting creepy predictions about certain disasters, and she starts writing these numbers down, and you realise it's, it's the date and the amount of people who die. Oh, shit. But then there's this big one. It's coming in the future and it's like going to kill near enough everyone. Mm-hmm. And then he realises it's a solar flare. Oh, fuck. And our, our pole, the pole, because if the poles switch, which they do occasionally, well, very, very rarely, magnetic poles switch, it mm. weakens the magnetic field. And if there was to be a massive solar flare at that particular point, we're looking at most of the people on Earth getting fried. Well, happy days. Mm. It's just sparked them all out. And See, I think the danger during a solar maximum when these flares are at their worst. There is a danger yeah. it's going to take out a lot of our communication satellites. Yeah. And things. It's, it's a big, big issue, and satellites do take damage off these things. Yeah. But obviously, the oh. further from Earth you get, mm. the less protection from the magnetic field you've got. Mm. Hence the Van Allen belt. But well, you've also remember you're still in quite an insulated spaceship. It's, you know, they know what's up there, they know what the, yeah. the conditions are. All them chimps who came back super intelligent told them. <laughs> <laughs> Should we move on to the next one? We shall. The flag. Yes. The biggie. But the flag's flapping and there's no atmosphere. Well, first of all, mate, you don't be in the fucking moon. You don't know what it's like, mm. is my opinion to that. I'm sure I've seen the mythbusters of this. Yeah. It's not flapping. There is a horizontal rod projecting from the post to the top of the flag to hold it unfurled. The flag was disturbed as it was planted into the ground and kept this bent shape because of the lack of strong gravity on the moon. In video footage of the flag being planted, it appears to wave back and forth. This is because when the astronauts are planting it, they rotated it back and forth to better dig it into the lunar soil, uh, which of course made the flag ripple as it swung like a pendulum without a breeze. Or is anyone going to refute the flag? No, I've seen the Mythbusters, I'm sure. I don't know how space works. So, I- I'm not going to be so bold as to say it wouldn't do that on the moon how the fuck would I know (laughs) what flags do and don't do on the moon so it's not enough for me to believe that 400,000 was it 40,000 people 400,000 400,000 people all conspired to tell this big fat lie 
because the flag gave it all away. But now, I don't know if flags behave in low gravity. I couldn't vacuum. I couldn't really accurately tell you how they behave in our fucking atmosphere. <laughs> That's a really sad thought. Well, basically, on Earth, there's wind, and on the Moon, mm. there's not. Yeah. So they're saying, look, it looks like the, the wind moved the flag, mm. but it's just them manoeuvring the flag, and it's sort yeah. of. Has, hasn't it got like, like poles? Yeah, it's got, it's got top a top and bottom. No, just the top, I think. Mm. But now all those flags are bleached white yeah. in a gesture of surrender to the reptilian overlords. Ah. Yeah. No, it's like, of all the things to moan about, this is what gets me. Of all the things to moan about, on what is mankind's one of mankind's greatest achievements, if not the greatest. The technological leap from paper and string aircraft to fucking rocketry going up to the, the mm. our nearest neighbour in the on the in the solar system, and they're like, a flag looks a bit weird though, doesn't it? Yeah. So I saw a dude earlier, and we'll get onto this particular complaint later on. But he was one of the dudes. Well, he was going through all the examples, and he gave the one of like you can't see any stars in the pictures and the footage and stuff, and, he, and he's just some dude on a sofa who's like. Surely to God on the moon you'd be able to see, like, so many stars because we can see them from down here. And I was thinking, I don't know. Neither do you, you fucking sofa boy. Like, <laughs> maybe there's things that you haven't fucking put into your little calculation because you don't understand them or know about them. You don't know how it works up there. You've never been there and you never will. So to just be sitting there going, well, it's black. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can tell you why. Well, come on, then. Well, the official reason it's why is right, obviously okay. Sofa Boy on YouTube. Is there a physics reason? It's basically it's a common feature of photographs in space because the contrast of light and dark is extreme. I knew there'd be some kind of science. So, so blind. The, surface, the surface of the moon reflects the strong sunlight and appears very bright in photographs. The brightness drones out the relatively dim light from the stars in the dark sky. Sort of basic photography. Yeah. Lighting. Exposure. Right. The moon's light. It's take. It's reflecting the light. That's why they've they've got those. Yeah. You, you can't Earth, see their faces. Do the thing. It's all tinted, reflective. On Earth in the day, you can't really see the stars. No. Because it's light. Occasionally you can see the moon, and it looks a lot like a Death Star. When you <laughs> yeah. See it in the daytime. I like it when there's <laughs> half a moon, so I can <laughs> pretend I'm an in Endor. <laughs> like, oh look, it's just been built. <laughs> <laughs> Are you leading the Ewok army? Let me guess. No, no, I'm one of the <laughs> Imperial Stormtroopers, oh, I'm afraid. I'm not. I'm getting fucked up by Ewoks. Well, I'd be a better Stormtrooper, wouldn't I? The guy's still lost. You're still being led away. It's fine, it's fucking Your decapitated head five, would be used as five, a drum at the but end. But I'm not joining the fucking Ewoks yeah, yeah. put my foot down. I'll take the decapitated head as a drum. Maybe I'll escape into the forest, get back to an Imperial shuttle and get the fuck Why out of there. Why not just join the rebels and win and not be a fascist fucking space cunt? Because... You're sucked off by Ewoks. I'm not getting sucked <laughs> off by Ewoks, that's why. I'm taking a stand. That's a good thing. I don't that's know. That's a good thing. There's got to be certain venereal diseases <laughs> carried in the mouth of a fucking Ewok. <coughs> bad, bad dental hygiene, for one. Imagine the breath. If the female Ewoks had large enough breasts, I could probably get myself aroused enough, if drunk enough, to fuck one. I'm just being honest. If, you know... I'm just being honest. That's a big leap. I'm just being honest. If you know, if she had big, giant, furry breasts. Furry. Yeah. I uh, reckon. You know. I reckon twelve cans in. And, I don't th- and I'd be up for the experience. 
Wow, 12, only... 12 cans. I don't think you're functioning after 12 cans, mate, to be honest. Well, it depends how big those fairy breasts are. <laughs> <laughs> Not at 36. 12 cans of lager, nah. nah well, <laughs> Maybe in the morning, but certainly. <laughs> uh, I'll still get it up for her. <laughs> what, the four foot fucking teddy bear with big tits? Yeah. yeah. Wow, there's a trip into your sexual psyche I wasn't expecting. Have you known him for this long? What do you mean it's not what you expected? Well, it's exactly we, what I expected. In all fairness, in all the years I've known Gaz, we've never spoken about fucking Ewoks. Well, usually we mention any kind of alien species or half living hybrid freakazoid and Gaz wants to fuck it and I'll fuck it that's yeah but he, I thought you drawing the line at an Ewok oh, no. very naive Ben <laughs> well perfect, perfect height <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm quite tall so well, she doesn't bite down if she gets excited well she might do I mean she's got to have to eat a fucking uh, human head she's got mouths like dogs haven't they teeth like dogs so well you know well no, stop doing it for me just give us some um what do you call them? Gum shields? Pop <laughs> this in your mouth, love. <laughs> oh, just show me you have to pop the gum shield in first. Yeah, pop this in your mouth and this up your arse. <laughs> or do you reckon it gets all matted at the back like a dog with long hair? And, as you imagine, guys, I've never taken a shower, I'd, I'd so have, it's very matted. I'd have to go at her with a pair of clippers first. Yeah, <laughs> just to find... Remove all this shit. <laughs> There's a mood killer for a start. Oh, shit I've got a, I've got a, the ass dreadlocks. I've got to snip the shit off my Ewok partner's fucking asshole. No, that's a passion killer for a start. Looks like Chewbacca's ear hole down here. Fucking hell. What if didn't clean up properly last time? That's all matted in there too. He's got worms and stuff from his ass on the carpet. <laughs> I've told you about that. <laughs> I'll get back here and suck me up. <laughs> Come shields first. <laughs> Safe sex. <laughs> I don't know how we got to that. <laughs> no idea. I'm completely lost. <laughs> Is there anything in your notes about me fucking evil? No, there isn't, no. I'm shaving their matted assholes. <laughs> no, no. Oh, funny that. <laughs> you know what, I'll include it every week from now on. What alien species is going to fuck next? But remember, like I said, only if they've got big furry vests. <laughs> Otherwise, not interested. I'm not a pervert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. So you say. Oh, fucking hell, these Welsh. Are we putting They're this in the description for this week's episode? <laughs> All the moon landing fu- stuff. Of course you'll cut <laughs> the shit out of an Ewok's arse. He's done it plenty of time with a sheep, hasn't he? Of course. It's just like... It's, just... it's an impenetrable wall of shit cement if you don't <laughs> shave off the sheep's ass. Yeah. Fur, otherwise, you know. Anyway. He keeps on shears with him. Yeah. <laughs> certainly do. What's in your notes, man? <laughs> What's with the shadows? Apparently people aren't happy with the way the shadows are falling mm-hmm. on the surface of the moon. And if the sun is the only source of light, why do shadows appear in multiple directions? Studio lights, obviously. Because mm, well. the smartest people on the planet can't figure out where to put a fucking light. I don't know Stanley Kubrick. He was very good at maths, but I don't know if he was one of the smartest people on the planet. The Kubrick's cube. pretty clever. Clever dude, but I'm just saying it doesn't mean he was a lighting genius. Most film directors rely heavily on, you know, a very talented yeah, people to but do the lighting. You would assume that he bought 
people with him mm, who his knew him. usual team. Yeah. But are yeah. they physicists? Though? They know how to light something to look good for the movies, but do they understand how You've light works the footage, in space? And footage is awful. No, but that's what I'm saying. My point is, these people, let's say they came into the set, yes, they might be very good at knowing how to light a scene so it looks good on camera for a movie, but does that mean that they have perfect working knowledge of how light works in space? But I thought some NASA blokes were going along and maybe told them. You'd like to think, but obviously maybe they didn't tell them enough because the lighting... Well, they'd be supervising, wouldn't they? Good enough, I mean, it? Kubik's a perfectionist. I don't know, I wasn't there! He's known for being a perfectionist. <laughs> Um, if there's anything wrong with that footage, it's it's got to be real because Kubik wouldn't allow it. How do you feel about the idea that, yes, they went to the moon, but when they came back, the Van Allen belt had completely destroyed all the camera footage. Right. So they did go to a sound stage, and they did film some stuff that they then released to the public. You remember that the original footage coming down was being live. Was live. Yeah, I get that, but nobody had VCRs back then. So what I'm saying is, stuff that was then previously came out. They came back to Earth, and the live recording, whoever recorded it, that existed, but the actual hard copies of it, everything they brought back was maybe destroyed. Okay. So they had to have some practical reason yeah, for them going shit. Right, build a moon set. We need. You'd to be missing time, wouldn't you? They were like, you took fucking ages, why did you take twice as long? No, because the live footage has gone out already. It's, yeah, that's, that's, that's how it exists, but it's like, isn't it? Let's make a, more, a bit more of a polished one, because we've yeah. lost the tape, so let's... Yeah, we need to replace those tapes that were burnt. What did people burn. notice the difference? Well, this is the thing, see, because it was 1960, what? Nine. Nine. No VCRs, so I imagine the only hard copies, recorded copies, would be television stage, the people actually broadcasting the signal. They would have made hard copies, but nobody at home had any way. And NASA, of course, they made yeah. hard copies. Right. Yeah, but then say they did like, a, you know, it's been a year since the moon was showing again. Mm. People watching thinking, fuck me, that looks a lot yeah, better. But how good's your memory? How good's your memory, though? You won't know that. They well, didn't have the shit, personally. Me too, but they didn't I'm have like, the moon. That's, that's how we end up. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how we end up with this Mandela effect, bollocks, because yeah. people can't remember anything. They, exactly. But they didn't have the internet to do side by side, so I think back then it would have been a lot easier to hoodwink the public with footage that, like. Yeah, well, they still got the hard copies. That's what I mean. They just needed maybe to, to replace. They need more. All that exists is what went out live. Because let's face it, the, the original live stream is shit. And there's a, you know, it's because mm. it's 1969 yeah. and it's being beamed from the moon to Australia, back mm. across to another satellite, and then into Jodrell Bank in England, and then to mm. Telstar One hanging over the Atlantic, and then to America. And it's doing mm. all of that pretty fucking quickly for the time, in all fairness. Yeah. Maybe they just thought, you know what, that original footage was bollocks. Let's make a slightly better one. Yeah. Let's still keep it rough and raw. Because we still want funding, we still want people to believe in it, and we still want to go back. Mm. Right? So we we need to create some fucking footage. Right, Mr Kubrick? You're then considered why Kubrick? Because he was considered the best at the time. He was considered... He's not like a populist, like a... Oh, he makes good summer blockbusters. He was considered a serious filmmaker. Yeah, and to be fair, we might try to sit there and think of some mm. 60s directors who could have had the job, and we... The only other 60s directors we could name was fucking Polanski. Hitchcock. Oh, and Hitchcock. Yeah. It was well, like, couldn't yeah. Hitchcock have been trusted to a... Well, no, he's British, so not a chance. Was he British? I'm not yeah. saying for one second I believe it. I'm just saying... I'm just saying, of all the... 
conspiracies surrounding it. That's the only one that I can attach any kind of believability to, in my opinion, of like, maybe there's a panic of like, fuck, nothing survived that we brought back. So let's make some, some sexy looking stuff. Maybe. It's a possibility. For PR reasons, not for hoodwinking reasons, conspiracy reasons, not because we never went, but just because, you know, we still need lots and lots of money and we want everyone to believe in this and we want to go back. Well, ironically, I mean, they did the, the, the five other missions, Apollo 17, Apollo 18 was due to go, but basically America just lost interest. Yeah. That was a sad thing. Like, oh, we're going to the moon again, are we? Mm. Oh, they did that. They did that fight. That's it. In our instant gratification world, and yeah. you know, we want the next best thing. We even got bored of going to the yeah. fucking moon. Yep. But like I say, I always remember reading that thing. Like 1985, they were going to go to Mars, and mm. he was going to strap, strap five Saturn fives together, and fire it off. Mm. And that was the plan, but it just never happened. Whose well, that was that. NASA's. Wiley <laughs> <laughs> yeah, NASA got the Acme Corporation <laughs> in as contractors. And, this, oh and Wiley Coyote was a salesman. <laughs> he just held out a little sign <laughs> inside the window. Bye! <laughs> as he implodes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, bless him. Yeah, NASA got Acme in to do the rockets. Mm, yeah, wow. That's one of my favourite lines from Armageddon. He's like. Mm. You know, Armageddon. It's not a great film, but it's a good mm. of a guilty pleasure of mine, especially if I'm drunk. Mm. He's like, I saw this plan. One of the miners, the, the drillers, says, I was like, uh, Roadrunner, it's going to go so well for the Coyote. Mm. And Billy Bob Thornton's like, oh, we've got better rockets than the Coyote. Well, Challenger didn't, did it? Well, that was, in all fairness, a freak accident. <laughs> yeah. So was everything that ever happened to uh, Wiley. Bless him. No, he just was low budget. <laughs> he kept going back to the Acme Corporation. <laughs> they fucking everything they sold him failed. He kept going back. The backbone of America, that corporation. Oh. It was studio lights. Mm. Studio lighting. Well, actually, a rough, uneven surface can cause all sorts of shadows at different angles, even with a single light source like the sun. The combination of the moon's rough surface and long shadows form a sun low in the sky and can easily co create complicated shadows. And plus, again, like fucking Sofa Boy earlier, how the fuck are you supposed to know how shadows behave on the moon and all that? Like, you're not a light expert or a physicist. And you've never been. Yeah, you're a YouTuber. You, you press the switch for your fucking living room light to come on. You don't know how that works. I I've, do, seen, it, I I've seen it on Mythbusters and mm. it scaled down, obviously. Mm. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you saw the, the way he was... Because of the bouncing the light off the, the moon and things and off the white space, it, yeah. it cast shadows. Mm. And the shadows go everywhere. Of course. And let's face it again, they're not stupid enough to leave something like that in. The people who are on the people who are pointing this out are like people like us. Mm. People who've got no knowledge of how this shit works. We're not physicists, Bob and Mike. I've got a bit. <laughs> Plus, I assume... we're, we're, not, we're not lighting experts. We've got no fucking idea. All the people on YouTube are doing is reading something else that someone said and then portraying it as their own idea. And I can assume there's footage of like when the capsule landed in the sea and like they went and yeah. met them and got them. I know, because they were just in low Earth orbit, apparently. Oh, that's how they faked that bit, though. Yeah, they, right. just, they went up there for three days. So all, all they saved all was the cost of the catering. Mm. If you're going to give them the sandwiches, farm, why not just carry on? Yeah. Fucking morons. 
So you still got to you still got to build that rocket. Mm. All them people are there to watch it take off. He's got all these expensive rocket tests. Yeah. I mean, you know, Apollo eleven out of you know naught to eleven is the eleventh time they're doing it. Plus all the unmanned stuff and they're developing the rockets, costing billions. Mm. And like, no, oh, you know what? Just send them into low Earth orbit. No, you fucking you spent all that money. Fucking go. We might as well. What's the point otherwise? Apparently it's a swindle. Okay. No, we we definitely went. I believe so. Gonna... I get my eyes from the sea of tranquility. <laughs> <laughs> that went over my head. What's that? Place on the moon. It's um, where the where the first Apollo well, Apollo eleven landed was a sea of tranquility. It's just right. nice little flat bit, flattish, flattish mm. by moon standards. But okay, it could have been. I think when they were looking at the moon, the telescopes mm. back in the day, like. They just sort of named it, and that bit looked a bit like a sea, a yeah. dried up river, dried up sea, because they didn't know there had been water on there. Mm. It's like the Martian canals, you hear about that? Mm. You know, they're like, oh yeah, the Mars looks like there's water on there, canals. They did have water. Yeah, they took the dark spots on it were vegetation. Yeah. Jungles and forests. Fuck. It wasn't until Mariner Probe in the 60s. And, yeah, and Viking in the 70s. Yeah. Viking 1 and 2. And the Russian censorship as well. And of course, that's where you get all that, that well, face they, they on Mars were, business, don't you? Yeah, I think they did Venus lately, didn't they? Mm. They did. They still did Venus. I think they sent stuff to Mars, though, but they went for Venus, definitely. You ever heard about the, the prop rock with a C on it? Yes. There's another sort of idea why they, the Kubrick mm. should have filmed it. Cause, uh. But again, he's a fucking perfectionist. He's, just, he's not going to take it back and, oh, look mm. at that rocket to see. Think, change that the thing that feeds them on this one is NASA's isn't the comeback fairly lame sounding of like oh yeah. it's a camera thing no it's um in the original image the label isn't there mm. either a small hair or a piece of thread once it got caught in the machine while it was being copied mm. but then a lot of moustaches around at NASA at this point uh, maybe it's a moustache uh, hair uh, <laughs> who can say right a bit more proof for you rather than a a conspiracy, unless you've got any conspiracies. Mm. You read the moon boot one? The moon boot? Apparently Neil Armstrong's suit is in the Smithsonian and the soles of the boots are smooth. But all the, all the photographs of footprints taken have got sort of a, a ridged... I've heard that, yeah. yeah. Um, apparently that just boils down to the fact they have boot covers. I was going to say that. It would be something simple like that. Yeah. You yeah. stick on your outside boots now. You're not going to wear them to drive the space shuttle, are you? That's it. Um, the gloves as well. Mm. Uh, they said, oh, yeah, there's no way they could have operated that intricate machinery with those heavy gloves. It's like, well, no, you just build the machinery around the fucking glove. <laughs> don't you? Yep. Or say, hey, hey, Bob, uh, we got a problem with the gloves, mate. Can you take a look at them? Yeah, yeah, I'll have a look at them over the weekend or so, something like that. These are the most fucking intelligent people on the fucking planet. They can make a glove work. Yeah, isn't it? <laughs> as well, like, the, the people talk about the, the camera angle and stuff, but it's like the camera was mounted on his chest. Yeah. Like, it was sort of part of his suit, wasn't it? And he was just kind of looking down and... Oh, I don't know if he could look down, but... It, well, it was usually set in place and he just recorded... But, yeah, the worst one I heard is, well, if that's Neil Armstrong going down the ladder, who was filming it? You know, it was on a fucking pole! <laughs> Jesus! How much of a leap is that? What's the? Why is the first leap you're making? Like, well, that's got to be fake, someone's filming it. No, why isn't the camera just on a fucking strut sticking out? Like, why, why can't you just leap straight to that instead of being a fucking lunatic? They had the technology to get there, but not. they couldn't mount a fucking camera. 
on a stick. They hadn't planned for that. It did. It's the it's the first selfie fucking stick that you <laughs> morons spend half your fucking lives looking at. Ugh. Yeah. They're basically the main. Those are. Those are the major five, four or five that seem to come up. With regards to it being uh, fake, the Kubrick one. I've got an article for that. Uh, oh yeah, go for it then. Yeah, so let's go into Kubrick then. So, did Stanley Kubrick film NASA's fake moon landing and then hide his veiled confession in the film adaptation of Stephen King's The Shining a decade later? Of course not. Well, this lunar conspiracy theory is one of the most enthralling yet. Slip on your tinfoil hat and prepare to have your mind blown. And there's a film called T Three Room T Three Seven, okay, yeah, which is that. looking at all the conspiracies of of this film. It's brilliant. It is good. I don't agree with all of them. But some of it's it's quite very interesting. All right. So, the U.S. government hired director Stanley Kubrick to film the fake moon landing and to protect the lives of himself and his wife. Okay. He made 1980's The Shining as a veiled confession of his part in the secret project. This would have seen Kubrick filming the landing conjointly with 2001 A Space Odyssey. That's the argument internet conspiracy theorist Jay Widener makes on his webpage Secrets of the Shining. Been taken down. Been taken down, yeah. has it? Yeah, because it's just anymore. We couldn't afford to fucking keep it going. <laughs> anyway, uh, yes, all the New Age advertisements, Egyptian fonts and Alex Gray illustrations along the rail make this a very hard sell on the discerning reader. The whole theory... Like the best of them, is a strangely fascinating. It's strangely fascinating. Vidner grasps onto various bits of imagery in the film and deviations from Stephen King's novel as Kubrick revealing his secrets to the unsuspecting audience. The basic premise is that in the film, the protagonist Jack Torrance and his son Danny both represent different aspects of Kubrick, the protagonist and the artistic visionary. Jack, Kubrick's practical side makes a deal with the manager of the Overlook Hotel, which is America, to protect it of the coming winter, the Cold War. Widener also points out the Overlook, like America, is new, garish, and built on the bones of Indians. Whoa! That's a... <laughs> that's a leap. Well... well Not yeah, a leap, but certainly a... It's true, isn't it? Well, yes, I suppose. And that, leap's not the right word, is it? It's um, a strong statement mm. to make. All of this builds on the notion the moon landing was a fate as a show of strength to the Soviet Union. But Werner waves his crackpot flag a little more fervently by stating it was all necessary to hide the advanced US saucer technology from the Soviet Union. Well, you get saucer technology. Why do you need to build a rocket? Well, Go whole hog, use your <laughs> saucers. Is, is there not a case to be made just for the fact that... He was just referencing it quite a lot because it was just such a big cultural event and he was a big fan of it. Well, well that's certainly one way of looking at it, isn't it? Or maybe he's got a different maybe spin on it. This guy's just spent too long watching the fucking <laughs> Shining and the moon landings. Yeah, it's and just gone slightly crazy because it's all fucking it's all conjecture. All right, room two three seven in King's novel, the haunted room is numbered two one seven. In the movie, it's 237. Why? Because the average distance on the Earth to the Moon is 237,000 miles. It's actually wow. 238,857 miles, but close They've enough. they got that wrong, actually. Well, it's right, but Apollo 11 travelled 237,000 miles. Right, okay. Okay. So he's wrong about that bit. The person's criticising it. But go on. 
Verdner proposes that the haunted room represents the filming of the fake moon landing itself. It's just like the pictures in a book, Danny. It isn't real. Right, well, <laughs> you probably remember the creepy twins in the film, the slain children of the previous overlooked caretaker. In King's novel, however, there was only one slain child. Verdner insists Cubic's alteration is not to NASA's previous Gemini, get it, twins, hey. program. Given the genuinely creepy nature of the scene, you may not have noticed that Danny's in fact wearing an Apollo 11 sweater. Yep. Mm. The bears. The film features a large number of stuffed bears and in one disturbing scene, Danny witnesses a man cavorting in a hotel room with a stranger in a horrifying bear suit. Follow the conspiracy argument, all these bears naturally represent the looming Soviet threat. Whoa. The typewriter. In one oh. scene, the film reveals Jack has been typing all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy over and over again. In one of Verne's more far-fetched moments, he proposes that all should actually read A11 for Apollo 11. He's just clutching at fucking straws, are you? I'm sorry. He's got one more. The dead guy. In King's novel, Danny sends a psychic distress signal to the hotel's elderly black chef, Dick uh, Halloran, and Halloran lives to escape the Overlook with a child and his mother in the movie. However, the Overlook uses Jack to kill Halloran pretty much the second he arrives on the scene to save everyone. The reason for the alteration? Verdner insists that Kubrick wanted to tell the world that he had naively tried to tip someone off about his role in the moon landing hoax and his doing so resulted in their murder. Worried for his own life and the, of his wife, Kubrick had to reveal a secret both widely and clandestinely to protect himself, or not reveal it at all. Because why give a load of very veiled fucking clues in a Stephen King movie that you're directing when you could just not say jack shit and be absolutely okay forever? Hey, I'm kind of risking my life and my wife's life by leaving some vague clues in a film. <laughs> or I could just not say anything at all. Well, I'm sorry, but that's one of the biggest those of bollocks I've ever seen and <laughs> read. But they've made entire documentaries about it. They have, yeah. and the guy who's done it's probably fucking wealthier than I am. All right, we're inventing a crackpot conspiracy theory and we're going to fucking push it like hell. All right, we'll nick this one then. It's at the bottom. The Adventures of Bookaroo Bonsai Across the Eighth Dimension actually reveals the secrets of the Kennedy assassination. That's a great film. Fine, yeah. Great film that I've never seen. A cult classic I'm, starring Robocop. I couldn't get through it. Oh, never even heard of it. Cult classic. Never even heard of it. It was it was bad. I know it's meant to be a cult classic, but it was terrible. <laughs> well, Look, just we? because something's a cult classic doesn't mean it's any good. Yeah, that's true. Could Rocky we? Horror Picture Show. That's Brilliant film. But no. before we fall out, let's uh, pause it there because yep. I need a wee. So, of course, no, uh, no moon landing conspiracy is complete, in my opinion, without some aliens, Woo. some UFO sightings. Okay. There are a few bizarre accounts of the crew having potentially experienced UFOs and an extraterrestrial presence during the Apollo 11 mission. One of those instances occurred on the last day of Approach to the Moon, which Aldrin Armstrong and Michael Collins have recounted. The two astronauts spotted what they, at first, assumed to be a stage of the Saturn V rocket called the SIVB. When they called to Houston to ask if that was the case, Houston had told them the SIVB had been detached a while ago and was 6,000 miles away. Although Armstrong said it was just far enough away that he couldn't make it the object shape, the other astronauts debated whether it was shaped like a cylinder or an L-shaped open book. 
Another strange report claims to be a transcript between Armstrong and Aldrin witnessing extraterrestrial spacecraft and structures once they exited the lunar module Eagle. The transcript is as follows. Apollo 11. Those are giant things. No, no, this is not an optical illusion. No one is going to believe this. NASA? What? 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 What the hell is happening? What's wrong with you? Uh, Apollo 11. They're here, under the surface. NASA, what's there? Muffled noise. Emission interrupted. Interference control calling Apollo 11. Apollo 11. We saw some visitors. They were here for a while observing the instruments. NASA. Repeat your last information. Apollo 11. I say that there were other spaceships. They're lined up in the other side of the crater. I say, I say. Apollo 11 again. Let us send this orbiter in... And six two five to five automatic relay connected. My hands are shaking so badly I can't do anything. Film it. God, if these damn cameras have picked up anything, what then? NASA, have you picked up anything? I didn't have any film to hand, says Apollo 11. Three shots of the saucers, or whoever they were, that were ruining the film. NASA, control, control here. Are you on your way? What is the uproar with UFOs? Over. Apollo 11, they've landed there. There they are, and they're watching us. Uh, NASA, uh, the mirrors, the mirrors, have you set them up? Apollo 11, yes, they're in the right place, but whoever made those spaceships surely can come tomorrow and remove them, over and out. Well, now, that would have been from um, ham radio operators picking that up who were attuned to scanning the frequencies. NASA would have gone on. So this was a private... The, NASA would have cut this off as soon as he started mentioning any craft that had gone to a private channel. But what you've got to look at is in the 60s... Well, this, this comes from ham radio operators who are, who are trying to monitor the, the yeah. secret frequencies. They've got, the, they've got the, f the recordings. No, this is a transcript. Someone's typed this out. Probably. That's why I said it's bollocks. They haven't got the actual recordings for no. it. No. Well, there oh. we go, they wouldn't release it anyway, would they? You could now with the internet. Well, all the miss original footage has gone missing, hasn't it? Mm. No, the ham, the ham radio operators had captured this, recorded it. Yeah. Then I believe then they've it. got proof. But they uh, didn't. Okay, well... It's just somebody who claims that I was listening that night and I managed to write all this down. Well, hang on. Let's, let's, let's scroll this down because it does explain a little bit more. What makes this exchange seem like it could be fabricated is that in the official transcript between NASA and the Apollo astronauts, NASA is also referred, always referred to as Houston, not Mission Control. Although what is intriguing about this supposed account is that there were two minutes of video and radio silence when Armstrong and Aldrin left the lunar module. The cameras and recording that failed were some of the most expensive and highly advanced equipment which, which produced reliable recordings for the rest of the mission. Those two minutes were purportedly censored to civilians on Earth who were tuned in uh, with VHF radio equipment. Neil Armstrong is said to have disclosed his account of what he and Aldrin saw to an unnamed professor during a NASA symposium. Well, if you're going to do it to an unnamed professor, I'm sold. Yeah. I'm not down for that one. I think the reason that footage was cut for two minutes was because NASA didn't want the world to see the, it fuck up right well, at the last Well, think stage. about it. If he jumps off the of mm. eagle, one small step for man, one giant mm. for mankind, etc., etc., and then they immediately start choking to death when yeah. their seals on the suits aren't quite mm. correct or the oxygen tanks don't work. I think it was and a it's like, Hey, maybe we should just mm. give them that couple of minutes and we'll, we'll just chat to them, make yeah. sure they're still alive, and then we'll come back. Yeah, sounds like... Because remember Nixon had that speech on his desk, mm. the one that said they, they had two speeches, one that said, hey, we just landed on the moon and they've come back home, okay, and the other that said, 
they're all dead on the moon. Yeah. But hey, they managed to put up an American flag first, so... And leave some piss. Yeah. Please, never send Mick Foley to the moon again. <laughs> <laughs> this... <laughs> I just got an image of him. <laughs> What's his name? Armstrong's like, this is one small step for man. And Mick Foley just comes jumping out from behind him doing an elbow drop. And one giant elbow drop for mankind. Boom. Have a nice day. I cracked my helmet. And then he just sits there rocking back and forth, punching himself and pulling his hair out. Oh, that's well, enough mankind space suit. puns. <laughs> it was a really weird name for a character, though, wasn't it, bro? Yeah. I've got, I've got an amazing idea of this character. He's a total fuck-up, total psychopath. What's his name? Mankind. Sums it up, I think. Actually, it's quite dramatic, isn't it? Actually, it's all just clicked into place for me. He's a metaphor for all mankind, yeah. isn't he? Mick Foley's a pretty deep guy. He probably considered... Yeah, I love Mick Foley. He's he's a, genuinely, like, he's a, he, doesn't he write kids' books as well now? He writes book books and children's books. and yeah, he's, a, he's As wrestlers go, he's in wrestler terms, he's very intelligent. In just people terms, he's not a moron. Yeah. Uh, but also, to be <laughs> fair, he has left blood mm. across most continents in the ring. He, yeah, he left an ear in Germany. Yeah. Cactus Jack. Mankind. Is he? Is he? Oh, so dude, love. You'd love the dude, love era. I bet you. If I show you, he wrestled. He was the one. The Undertaker took the took off the top of the steel cage through the table. If I showed you a picture, you might recognise him. I love. Yeah, you may have stopped the, watching at that point, Mike. I think in all so, fairness, yeah, I think it was sort of that guy, white shirt tie. No. Then he talked like this, and he was really fucked up. No, I sort of stopped watching about sort of. Brett the Hitman Heart Yokozuna. Oh, he's just after then. Oh, that's like WrestleMania 10. Just after then. But yeah, he'd pull his own hair out and just act like a complete psycho. And he's called Mankind, but you just made me realise why he's he called, called Mankind. Because I always thought it's a weird name. But there you go. Yeah. We've got Neil Armstrong, not the first man on the moon, but was beaten by Russia. Mm. But the Soviet explorers died. With David's suggestion, this is why the government covered up the fact that it had undertaken the ill-fated mission. The claims have been backed up by a conspiracy theory video, which has emerged online, uh, purporting to show the cosmonauts walking on the moon before the Apollo 11 mission. According to history, Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin landed the lunar module Eagle on the moon on July 20th, 1969, 48 years, or 50 years ago this year. Bit of an old article. But the USSR was actually the first to reach the moon, landing the first spacecraft which beam back pictures, dailystar.co.uk reports. Wow. Well, it's in the Daily Star. Yeah. The Russians also sent the first rovers to drive around the lunar surface. YouTube channel, The Unknown, so it must be true, released the video which also claimed NASA astronauts who later went to the moon found and buried evidence revealing cosmonauts beat them to the moon and may have perished there. According to the unknown, a clip of a secret night rocket launch was found in the Russian archive and another video shows a Soviet spacecraft landing on the moon and cosmonauts getting out. They appear to plant the Soviet flag. The second film was found by NASA astronauts at a possible Soviet lunar crash. Uh, the video narrator said, all that was left was wreckage in a Russian film. They were the first. Or, and I have seen this video, yeah, the rocket launch is Russian. It's the, um, I think I can't remember their rocket, but 
It was very distinctive looking. It looked different to the Saturn V. Yeah, it had CCCP. <laughs> well, no, it's only that with the bottom. You know, the the uh, Saturn V was all tucked in. All the rockets. The Soviet one had four rockets, and they sort of came out from the main fuselage. Mm. So it is that. But then when you watch the footage of them getting out and jumping around on the moon, mm. it's like it just looks like the American one that you've doctored a little bit. Mm. It, I'm sure I've seen that. Uh, but interesting. Got like red suits on or something. No, or you, you can't tell. It's black and white. Uh, I thought I'd said it, but yeah, it might be true. We're never going to know, are we? Well, they wouldn't have admitted it if they did do that. I mean, all them lost cosmonauts floating around. Houston, we can see a bunch of dead Russians up here. Do you want to uh, cut the live feed? Or... <laughs> Take really casually on the live Shut up and do your speech, Buzz. <laughs> Don't film that bit. <laughs> what do I do, Houston? Piss on it! Yeah, throw a bag of piss on it and then cover him over. Go and get mankind out the fucking lunar module. <laughs> He'll deal with it. Bang bang! <laughs> That's enough Mick Foley jokes. Sorry, <laughs> jokes in quotes. Alien base on the moon? Probably. Why not? Anyone want to take this one? Earlier. Google map is a hundred percent proof of ET base on the moon. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. It's a big statement. A sensational claim was made by prominent UFO expert Scott C. Waring and runs the website UFO Sightings Daily. The UFO hunter casts his accusations of foul play at the US government and search engine giant Google after finding a bizarre photo of the moon on Google Earth. Mr. Waring claimed the lunar photo, which shows a rectangular shape in the moon's Zeeman crater, is a genuine alien stru- uh, structure. The alien aficionado said he came across the discovery by accident by browsing an older version of Google Earth's lunar scans. Mm. Wow. This is where I think it gets interesting because apparently that older picture is no longer available. Interesting. There's a new cleaned up picture available now. But... Surely something like that is like not going to be... Have you seen this picture? We're looking at the picture. Yeah. Because I was looking at this earlier. And it does... Compared to all the other sort of holes and things that look more natural, sort of not uniformly shaped, this does look like quite a... a too very straight... It's a sort of oval opening. You can think of it if you want. I, I thought of it as like, a, you know, a kind of Death Star, the landing bay. Yeah. Like, you know... Nice opening, nice flat landing. Yeah, yeah. Is it something along those lines? Definitely looks like some kind of shuttle bay from Star Wars, Mm. doesn't it? Doesn't look natural. No, it doesn't, no. But apparently in the new cleaned up photos, though, which are higher resolution, you can see it's not there. Interesting. has it been removed? I mean, remember on some of the original cameras and that that they were using in the older stuff, every single sort of black dot is actually a missing pixel because mm. the cameras weren't high res enough. Mm. But that, it's either an incredibly clever fake mm. or they, and if the picture's not there anymore, that does lend credence to the fact that... And we know that Google do like to control the information they available to us. I wonder what happens to the person that had that, that one through. Mm. Yeah. It's interesting. It's a bit, you know, it's like the fake, but NASA, or I don't know if it was NASA, but somewhere in this article it mentions that the, the, the rebuttal to this is that it's pareidolia. Parad- well, it's always pareidolia. But, and I know pareidolia is a thing. I've experienced it myself lots of times. 
But isn't it a, a fairly easy cop-out answer? So, nah, nah, of course it's not. Pareidolia. Pareidolia. You see patterns, you see shapes. Let's have a look at that photo again. It's like... Like, I mean, you can find this out. It's um, this is from the Express.co.uk. I mean, it's known as the Zeman Crater. It I think. does look like something. That's, but I mean, I can't. I'm trying to think of it as Paradolia. I'm trying mm. to look at it and see how my brain's interpreting that as a a Star Wars shore bay. But there's a lot of straight lines there yeah. compared to the rest of the stuff around it. Mm, it does stand out. It's interesting. But again, it could just be really shit camera work. Really shit, not camera work, just shit quality. Like you say, because it looks like it's sort of built into the mesh and all that black around, it could be missing pixels. I mean, the cameras weren't high res. That's what the, you remember the face on Mars picture, the original yeah. one in the 70s? Mm. Well, they've, they've gone over that again, haven't they, with our that, that beautiful 4K resolution HD cameras. Mm. Or whatever the fucking K they're on nowadays. And no, it's just a fucking hill. Yeah. But every single photo, every single black mark in that movie. Creepy as fuck, isn't it? It's creepy as fuck, yeah, it is. I think it's something dodgy. Well, no, because every single every single I, black mark in that photo is is a, like, a missing pixel. I like the idea of it being left over from a lost civilization. Obviously, I like that idea. But Me too. Not, but I do also know that like, it could just be a rock with shadow, the way the light that that yeah. picture um, is taken at Missing that pixels. Time. Um, of course it could be. It's most um, likely to be. And, and the human brain is trained to pick out faces, yeah. to pick out face-shaped... Well, I watched a TED video yesterday, and it was about the brain hallucinating your reality. Interesting. So... Well, it's all an interpretation, isn't it? Mm -hmm. we, none of us are experiencing reality firsthand. We're all interpreting it through yeah. our retinas. Um, and our brain. Yeah, it's again that touchy Mr. Ike goes Perception, into Perception, deception. Oh, yeah. I think that's the title of one of his books. It is. Isn't it? Yeah. More on Mr. Ike coming up for our 100th episode. The Fully Live yeah. episode will be available on Facebook and... Later on on uh, iTunes, which is working again now. That's it. We got any more? That's pretty much it for me. So, shall we hear what the man himself? To finish off for the uh, the moon landing conspiracy episode, let's have a chat. Well, let's let's not have a chat, but let's listen to what David Icke's got to say. Saint David Icke, one of the three patron saints of the show. Unless he's an anti-Semite. No, he's not. But he's written several books from what I can tell about the moon and this is just a short snippet of, of the many, many, many hours of him talking on YouTube about the moon. So I think this just sort of sums up his, it, it, it's an introduction to his moon theories I would say. Alright, I haven't heard this, I was saving, saving it for the show so let's uh, see what St. Ike's got to say. The, the moon is so perfectly positioned that because of where it is, when we have an eclipse, it is the same size as the sun. That's why we have the eclipse. And the authors of Who Built the Moon say this. The moon is bigger than it should be, apparently older than it should be, and much lighter in mass than it should be. It occupies an unlikely orbit and is so extraordinary that all existing explanations for its presence are fraught with difficulties and none of them could cons be considered remotely watertight. When, when you go on and you say, where'd the moon come from? You get this story, and like so much in what we call science, that people take it as fact, it's actually a theory which repeated becomes fact, but then you 
go back and you find that it's a theory. And the first one is the moon was created by what's known as the whack theory, or the big whack theory. And that is that a Mars-type planet came in, smacked the Earth, great chunk came off, and became the moon. When the physics of that didn't work out, they came up with the double whack theory, where the Mars-type planet hit the Earth, big comes off or whatever, and then the Mars-type planet thinks, well, I'll give him, I'll give him one with the right, I'll give him one with the left, comes back and whacks it again, the old one too. Talk about bloody desperate. And the truth is, and, and, and honest scientists will tell you, they have no bloody clue where the moon come from, and it shouldn't, by physics, be there. This guy, um, Isaac Asmanov, a Russian professor of biochemistry, did a lot of writing on, on, on this sort of stuff, and he said this, quite rightly, we cannot help but come to the conclusion that the moon by rights ought not to be there. The fact that it is, is one of those strokes of luck almost too good to accept. Small planets such as Earth with weak gravitational fields might well lack satellites. In general then, when a planet does have satellites, those satellites are much smaller than the planet itself. Therefore, even if the Earth has a satellite, there would be every reason to suspect that at best it would be a tiny world, perhaps 30 miles in diameter. But that is not so. Earth is not only has a satellite, but it is a giant satellite, 2,160 miles in diameter. How is it then that that tiny Earth has one? Amazing. Some scientists don't even talk about a planet-satellite relationship, but a planet-planet relationship. The moon's bigger than Pluto. The best explanation for the moon is observational error. The moon doesn't exist, that scientist <laughs> said. Another one from NASA. It seems easier to explain the non-existence of the moon than its existence. And then we get the hollow moon. This is what I'm saying, and others have said, is that it's a hollowed out planetoid. In November 1969, the moon was hit by a lunar module to the equivalent of one ton of TNT. The shock waves built up and NASA scientists said the moon rang like a bell. Morris Ewing, a co-director of the Seismic Experiment, told the news conference, as for the meaning of it, I'd rather not make an interpretation right now, but it is as though someone had struck a bell, say in the belfry of a church, a single blow, and found that the reverberation from it continued for 30 minutes. It got a bigger smack eventually, which I'll come to. Frank uh, Press from the Massachusetts uh, Institute of Technology, MIT, said that for a rather small impact to produce an effect that lasted for 30 minutes was quite beyond the range of our experience. This is a, a guy called Gordon MacDonald. He said in the early 1960s, it would seem that the moon is more like a hollow than a homogeneous sphere. And this guy from MIT said the lunar orbiter experiments had vastly improved knowledge of the moon's gravitational field and indicated the frightening possibility that the moon might be hollow. Now um, we'll come to this bigger whack. Uh, a launch vehicle struck the moon with the equivalent of 11 tons of TNT and NASA scientists said the moon reacted like a gong and continued to vibrate for three hours and 20 minutes to a depth of up to 25 miles. Um, Ken Johnson, a supervisor of the data and photo control department during the Apollo missions, told Who Built the Moon author Alan Butler that the moon not only rang like a bell, but the whole moon wobbled in such a precise way that it was almost as though it had gigantic hydraulic damper struts inside it. These two Russian scientists from the Soviet Academy of Scientists wrote an article in 1970 in Sputnik magazine in Russia headed, Is the Moon the Creation of an Alien Intelligence? And all these years later, um, it indicates to the fact that they were right. 
What they point out, and others point out, is the outer surface of the moon is extremely hard and contains minerals like titanium. Moon rocks have been found to contain processed metals, including brass and mica, and the elements uranium-236 and neptunium-237 that have never been found to occur naturally. Uranium-236 is a long-lived radioactive nuclear waste and is found in spent nuclear fuel and reprocessed uranium. Neptunium-237 is a radioactive metallic element and a byproduct of nuclear reactors and the production of uh, plutonium. Some lunar rocks have been found to contain 10 times more titanium than titanium-rich rocks on Earth. Titanium is used in supersonic jets, deep diving submarines and, the, and spacecraft. Dr. Harold Urey, the uh, winner of the Nobel Prize for Chemistry, said he was terribly puzzled by the rocks from the moon and in particular their titanium content. He said the samples were mind blowers and that he could not account for the titanium. The two Russian scientists said in their article, if a material had to be devised to protect a giant artificial satellite from the unfavorable effects of temperature from the cosmic radiation and uh, meteorite bombardment, the experts would probably have hit upon precisely these refractory metals. Refractory metals are incredibly um, uh, resistant to heat and wear. In that case, is it not clear why lunar rock is such a, an extraordinarily poor heat conductor, a factor which so amazed the astronauts? Wasn't that what the designers of this super Sputnik of the Earth were after? From the engineer's point of view, this spaceship of ages long past, which we call the Moon, is superbly um, constructed. They say it's a hollowed out planetoid, and they say if you're going to launch an artificial Sputnik, then it is advisable to make it hollow. At the same time, it would be naive to imagine that anyone capable of such a tremendous space project would be satisfied simply with some kind of giant empty trunk um, hurled into a uh, near-Earth uh, trajectory. It is more likely that what we have here is a very ancient spaceship, the interior of which was filled with fuel for the engines and materials and appliances for repair work, navigation instruments, observation equipment, and all manner of machinery. In other words, everything necessary to enable this caravel of the universe to serve as a Noah's Ark, appropriate, of intelligence, perhaps even as the home of a whole civilization, envisaging a prolonged thousands of millions of years existence and long wanderings through space, thousands of millions of miles. Naturally, the hull of such a spaceship must be super tough in order to stand up to the blows of meteorites and shock fluctuations between extreme heat and extreme cold. Probably the shell is a double-layered affair the basis is a dark armoring of about 20 miles in thickness and outside of it some kind of more loosely packed covering, a thinner layer averaging about three miles. In certain areas where the lunar seas and craters are, the upper layer is quite thin, in some cases uh, non-existent. So, if what St. Ike is saying mm -hmm. is true, and the moon is a hollow alien base, ship. then that's or ship then the Armstrong account, earlier on, which you all rubbished, could be true, because, hey, the touchstone, the current of one ton, the whole thing's ringing like a bell. Now, the fuck was that? You're inside, all of a sudden, your fucking room's shaking. All right, pop up some fucking saucers, let's go and have a look what's there. Mm. That basically confirms the alien sighting on the moon. Right. Reptilians on the moon, I've been saying it for it months. It doesn't. <laughs> hang, on, hang on, it doesn't. Of course it does. It doesn't, because all it confirms is, again, some attention-seeking prick who said, I heard this on the AM radio. Are you calling Let's David Icke an attention-seeking no, saint I'm Dyke? calling whoever 
claims to have transcribed that Armstrong. And Saintog has taken that no, from They would that. have done the opposite. They would have done the opposite and stayed inside their spaceship and thought, we need these cunts to keep believing. If there's anyone no, left alive because they didn't it, know we were coming. They would. If they've got the tech to build... Because I've never thought about this before. It's pretty fucking well, maybe it's a warning if thing. If you need an intergalactic space transport, literally travelling solar systems millions of years, having it basically be an asteroid big enough to defend itself against bigger ones, you know, it's a pretty fucking ingenious design, yeah. isn't it? Just build a big rock. So, if you've got that level of technology yeah. and you made it to Earth in the ancient times and you probably seeded Earth, maybe we come from the other side of the solar system, who knows, panspermia. Who knows? Right? You've got that level of tech, you can't monitor what's going on down there and go, there's a rocket coming our way. They've, they've actually gone and fucking done it. And they're on the way. Shut the windows. Lock <laughs> We need them to think this is still a dead rock and fuck off. Or, it's so ancient, it came here so long ago, why does anyone think all the shit inside it still works or there's anyone left alive on it? They, came, they went to Earth and seeded the Earth and it's just up there rusting like when someone leaves an old escort, Ford Escort in a field somewhere and it just, eventually the axles give way and the wheels <laughs> drop off and it just... If you want to control a planet, mm. hiding as its moon... Mm. Yeah. It's perfect, perfect isn't it? Yeah. And what if NASA didn't point. What if NASA yeah. didn't know that the reptilians were there? Because it's it's and above NASA. <laughs> or it's above NASA. It's so just going, yeah, it's, that means it's above Kennedy, which it would be anyway. So they're just doing it for hey, we're gonna put a man on the moon. Those sources of unidentified craft seen by Armstrong to basically them saying, Fuck off. Mm. Get off our lawn. Maybe Armstrong didn't see it, and that one is a fabrication, but maybe whoever went last saw something. And well, why is why the Armstrong one a fabrication? I want to because it's based on, well, ben, splitting hairs there. It doesn't matter, does it? No, it's it doesn't based matter. On, I'm not, it's not because you picked it. It's because it's somebody saying, somebody claiming. We know your bias against my UFO sightings. Is somebody, am I, is anything I'm about to say factually inaccurate? It is somebody claiming that they were listening in on the, the broadcast, yeah. and while it went silent for two minutes to the rest of the world, the world's most fucking technologically advanced video equipment of the time, it all went dead for two minutes, but this ham radio guy was still listening well, they in. Got to, they got to he heard channel. a conversation and managed to transcribe it perfectly. Could have been a... For all you know, he could How have been... How can you not believe that, but believe it? The moon yeah, it's a spaceship. Because I know... Because, <laughs> you don't know. Oh, shit. You don't know that the guy mm. listening to that, this is 1969, mm. you don't know the guy, who, the ham rage operator, mm. who got onto that NASA secret channel, found the frequency out, mm. could have been some World War Two radio field guy who can transcribe shit in a matter of seconds or certainly in shorthand. But, you know, journalistic shorthand. That could shorthand. Well be true. You know, Morse code, you don't, you don't sit there and go... No, you're writing it out coming, as it's coming in your ear. Doesn't mean he's not an attention-seeking host. It doesn't, but you could also argue the same for Saint Ike. He's not an attention-seeking tosser. Way more likely to believe Mr. Ike. Yeah, why would you believe Mr. Ike? He's three books on the subject. Oh, right, oh, okay. Your unknown source that you can't even quote or tell me where it came from. Neil Armstrong himself. Oh, for fuck's sake! Let's just say all things are possible. Oh, fucking Buddhist boy over here. <laughs> 
<laughs> so it could be a fucking ancient spaceship, no, which is what how I'm we saying got is, here. Ike takes his information from some bloke he met down the pub. And books, he reads right? books. He, he reads books and some and stuff there, and other prominent Allegedly people. quoting NASA. Yeah, All right, let's say it's not a spaceship. Whether, what, yeah, whether it was NASA. How do you feel, Mike, about it? I don't know why it would be a big hollow rock. But let's say it's not a spaceship, but it is a bit weird, like we discussed yeah. yesterday, that it's exactly the right size to cause an eclipse and it's yeah. Yeah. some incredibly too intelligent design going on. So, sorry, oh, it's a God. long rambling question. Not spaceship, but could it be hollow and not as we understand it? Of course it could. Yeah. Doesn't mean it is, but it could be. What I'm saying is that maybe NASA, that level of... The only way to find out is during disclosure is above NASA, above the president. Yeah. And it's something maybe other we than we the, don't the even know it's an ancient spaceship ourselves yet. Because we haven't been there and drilled far enough down into it or found an entrance. Maybe not. Or an exhaust shaft or what was it called that Luke fired the things down? An exhaust shaft? Yeah. We'll never yeah. know. A thermal intake? Something like that. Until we drill into it. Because I like the idea of maybe we don't, even the highest of the high, the above the CIA, the, the ancient, maybe even they don't know that it's an ancient spaceship. They maybe suspect But David Ike does. No, he's reading people's suspicions. Like some people are theorising, aren't they? Well, maybe it's this and that's what Of course, he's it's different. There's competing theories, isn't there? But I like the idea that we don't even know it ourselves, but one day we'll discover it, we'll break away into it, and it'll open up like the fucking Fortress of Solitude and have all this knowledge, <laughs> and we'll suddenly learn where, where we came from, how we got here, and it was the other side of the galaxy, and something happened over there, so we had to build a big rocks arc spaceship and fly here because it was the only planet with the right amount of gravity for us to sit yeah that's pretty well in our spaceship around it and that's where the planet x all that and it all leads into one myth and mythology i like that rather than it's just a bit hollow maybe it is hollow maybe it's like an easter egg i don't yeah. know how that works structurally i, I hope it's a little treat inside <laughs> <laughs> the Aliens. yeah but you have to construct them first yeah. and apply the, the stickers yeah that's a, that's a kinder egg <laughs> And you get like a fold out with all the other aliens. The moon is a collect. kinder egg. <laughs> all the other species that are out there. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, there's 23. Mm, well, you don't want a face hugger, do you? Oh no! Open it up and a face hugger jumps out. No, you don't want that. You don't want that. You kid a surprise. <laughs> well, yeah. I think Mr. Iker's with his his well researched and 100% true <laughs> evidence has summed it all up for us. We've solved it. Yes, we landed on it. But what was it that we landed on? And I think the evidence all leads to alien ancient spaceship. I do it? think there's more evidence for that than there is for us not landing on the moon. So In all yeah. fairness, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I am like... We don't know how the moon formed. I'm we not, don't know that. Yeah. We, we, we admit yeah. that. Scientists admit that. Mm. You know, there's three or four theories out there. Yeah. You know, who knows? And the, it's easier to explain how it didn't happen than how it did happen. Well, if there's four theories, they don't know, do they? So do we land on it? Oh, yeah, yeah. I I'm, yeah. I'm, I think I'm virtually 100% on the fact we went Me there. Too. I agree. Like you say, you've got to shut up 400,000 people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You've got to bother to do it in the first place. Yeah. Costs a lot, damn lot of money. What for? Yeah. I mean, you still got... The Russians would have said something, surely? Yeah, well, this is my other point. Unless it was a global government. Well, unless it's a new world order, but unless assume that it isn't, that is again conjecture and hearsay. I'm pretty sure the Russians would have moaned, and the Japanese have flown over it recently, and the Chinese, and you can see the Apollo 15 landing site. Mm-hmm. Also, 
when the Apollo missions went up, they set up laser reflectors on the moon, and that's how we work out the tides nowadays. We fire there's an observatory in Chile in the mountains. Mm. They fire up lasers. It bounces back off the reflectors, and it tells us how far the moon is away from the Earth. And that's how we work out the tidals tidal system nowadays. There you go. I don't understand that's, it, but it's no, there. I don't understand it. No, I just know that that's true. how they do it. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, well, okay. Why pretend? But I'm pretty sure the Russians might have complained yeah. if they had any doubt at all. But I think by Apollo 8, they knew they'd lost it. Yeah. Because yeah. all of a sudden the Americans they, went from... They probably wasted the money there. Yeah, and remember, as per our Chernobyl episodes, even in, 1960, in the 1960s, the Soviet Union is pumping all its money into space and tanks. Mm. People are struggling for basic necessities. They're not exactly doing well economically. Yeah. And America did the world's history's biggest dick slap, basically. Yeah. Just teabagged the whole Russian... Yeah. Uh, is it the USSR? USSR. They just dangled their big space balls right in their face and said, have that. We have had it. the money to do it, and we did it safer than you. That's or we just thing. didn't let people know about the dogs we sent up there or the dead people, or apart from the ones... Never lost a man in space. Quite a few blew up on the ground, though, but never lost a man in space. <laughs> well, yeah, that's... <laughs> and then, to be fair, the Americans, as far as we know, haven't lost a man in space. Mm. Again, you consider the same as the Soviet Union. They never lost a man in space, allegedly. Mm. Although, Lost Cosmonauts is a big cons- favourite of mine in terms of conspiracy. I, I just believe it. I can just um, utterly believe it. If they did lose a man in space, then he would be lost in... Hopefully not with good. a creepy robot and a paedophile. <laughs> <laughs> what a nightmare. <laughs> oh, how did they not know? There's nowhere for the kid to turn to. Why is he wearing shorts in space? Ah. What he, and he was wearing those awful sort of 70s shorts yeah. so your bollock could fall out at any oh, moment. Fuck up, Uncle Creepy. Exactly. <laughs> you know, he just... Why did they know? Why not just eject that cunt in the spin? No one would have known. That's the beauty of it. No one would have known. Yeah. Okay, family, we've mm. made the decision. Dr. Smith's game, put in the airlock later on and blasted out. You could just say died of old age. Exactly. We just we causes. gave him a dignified burial in space. Yeah. Not first nonce in space. Not first nonce in space. <laughs> Probably not the first nonce in space, so knowing our history. If we came from space, then he's definitely not the first. Oh. Let's assume that our modern day... <laughs> Certainly none of the astronauts or cosmonauts are aware of. Is your fucking on your tombstone? <laughs> First nonce in space. <laughs> nonce in space. <laughs> what it should have been called, isn't it? <laughs> That's a series I don't want to see coming on TV. <laughs> we don't want to see any nonce coming on TV. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. <laughs> Not with the porn man. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to end it there then. I think so. Yeah, I think that sums up the moon landing. Yeah, and we're all in favour of it, aren't we? Weirdly, we all agree. Yeah. Well. Though I still go for the uh, alien craft, I think Ike confirms that. I still go for the moon as a reptilian base, but moving on. I think spaceship. So, yeah, let's move on. What's next? Weird Weird news. news. Yay! Let's get the boys' views on this week's weird news. Wow, 
Okay, this is a difficult headline to read. Two women used a vacuum to end their period and ended up in the ER because duh. Duh. Why? In today's what the fuck were you thinking section, two women were reportedly hospitalized after using a literal vacuum cleaner to make their menstrual periods end sooner. Yes, a vacuum cleaner inside their vagina. A Seattle nurse stated the women aged 19 and 23 went into shock after attempting a dangerous DIY decades-old technique known as a menstrual extraction. The nurse tweeted, Ladies, please stop using your vacuum hose to end your period early. You're going to wind up sucking it a lot more than blood. There were two cases of this so far this week and both women had to be admitted. Just stop. So this that should suggest that this isn't that uncommon. This is unsettling. Although menstrual extraction, which involves the use of syringes, tubing and cannula, were common before abortion became legal with uh, uh, Roe v. Wade, uh, the decision in 1973, there are serious complications your body can go through if you do not know how the procedure works. It should already be obvious why using a cleaning appliance to stop your period is more than a terrible idea. But in case you're considering using a vacuum to suck everything up, stop it right now. <laughs> Not wise. No, and that is... Oh, wow, that's just... Who thinks that's going to work? You know what, no, I'm not going to say who thinks that's going to work. It's lack of education. Because there's a lot of dumb fuckers about it's nowadays. lack of education. Um, it is. I just want to say that I've never been more glad than to have a penis. <laughs> well, I have. There's been lots of times, but just glad. Yeah, I don't trust anything. I mean, there was something happened with me in a vacuum cleaner in my penis when uh. I was young. <laughs> but, you know, I only tried that once. Fucking hell. It wasn't pleasant. <laughs> stupid kid. <laughs> stupid, stupid kid. I nearly lost my penis. <laughs> We're still recording. Shit. Cut that bit out. <laughs> I never put my dick in a vacuum tube, I swear. That's one of the ongoing jokes of Archer, actually. He always flashes back to when he was like eight and decided to fuck the vacuum and had to be hospitalised. Oh, I didn't, it didn't go that far, but it certainly... I turned it off in seconds, just like, this was a mistake! <laughs> <laughs> Look... Just don't put any part of a vacuum or yourself inside a vacuum. Uh, the thing is, I was, so, I was so young, I wasn't even, it wasn't a sexual thing, I wasn't erect. Like, I was just uh, curious. You thought, oh, that'll fit. Curious in a deeply weird way, just like, hmm. Ah! <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, cut all that out. Next. <laughs> well, next article then. <laughs> Don't leave your vacuum cleaner in the ring with me. <laughs> Don't leave a, a Harriet. Is it Harriet? The, there's Henry, there's another one. I'm sure Harriet's the chick, it's pink. Don't leave one of them in the room with gas. I always think he's so red. He's, he's blushing. That's what I did to him. That smiley face has turned into a, a frown. <laughs> Sorry, Henry. Sorry, Mike. Please continue. Man with horrible hand-painted fake license plate gets pulled over, busted for meth. Yeah, it's not great, is it? Uh, who'd have thunk it? <laughs> what gave it away, officer? 
You know, in all fairness, I'm shit at art. That's a stand I've got a meth. I've got meth addict standard for art because I don't think I could do better than that. I'm below meth addict. I couldn't paint those numbers on so fucking legibly. Legibly. But anyone who's not a meth addict would have just gone and bought a new fucking number plate for twenty five dollars or whatever. But I don't know. Maybe they're more. But uh, okay. A man who was driving a big rig through Moorpark, California. <laughs> Jesus, he's driving a fucking lorry. Jesus, he's a meth addict. Sporting fucking a license plate so fake it looked like it was made either by a child or someone on drugs was ultimately busted for being on drugs. There goes my license plate fucking reproduction business. <laughs> I can't do better than that. Meth specifically. Meth. He's driving a fucking a big rig on meth. That's incredible, isn't it? Wow. Motorcycle cop senior deputy David Anaya of the Ventura County Sheriff's Office spotted the license plate and immediately pulled the tractor trailer over because, again, the license plate was less real-looking than a relationship between a divorced, well-off, middle-aged pool salesman and his new girlfriend who has 30,000 Instagram followers. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't long after the officer realised the guy was high. Then the cop found more meth and also realised that the man, 41-year-old Jorge Salazar, had a warrant out for his arrest. So suffice to say, it was Salazar is super duper in jail right now. Oh, well, well, makes sense. Certainly does. What a dick. (laughs) He tried to spell California, but instead he wrote Califas. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but listen, they have to look it up, it's so... Unbelievably yeah. bad. Yeah. But still better than I can do. <laughs> Although I could spell California. Califas. <laughs> He's just wrote Califas. I can spell California. Cali- but I came up after it. Califas. Something fucking Califas something. But I don't think I can do the numbers as well. Wow. Mm-hmm. Fair play to him. God loves a child. Absolutely. Right. Oh God, you've saved this just for me, haven't you? That's a robot one, guys. Okay. In further news, a freaky robot fish powered by blood and goes days without eating. Wow. A freaky robot fish powered by blood that goes days without eating. It's a headline, isn't it? The lifelike lionfish is similar to an animal's vascular system in that it can store energy pumped throughout the body. It has multifunctional circuitry system with a blood-like compound powering the robot in a pumping fashion, creating the illusion of a pulse. Robots usually operate by storing energy from a battery, but the robotic fish harvests its energy from a synthetic blood-like solution, enabling it to move its fins and swim against the current. Scientists have also programmed the realistic bot to maintain body fluid pressure and discharge waste. Just like a real fish. Wow. That's a creepy looking fucking fish. Well, this that's is a real life fish. That's, that's, a, that's a creepy looking fish. Yeah, the robot version is based on that. But Jesus. You know where things start, if you think about it, like, let's use the Terminator as an example. Once they get to Arnie's model and he's got living flesh outside of an endoskeleton, that flesh has blood flowing through it and a mm-hmm. vascular system. Yeah. That would have needed developing 
at some point, won't it? Which would have come from somewhere. Someone would have started small yeah. with something like, like fish, oh, we've worked yeah. out how to make working veins on a fish. One day that will be powering the flesh. Now you'll be cases. Now you'll Yeah, be but it'll be not in our lifetime. That's why you're not going to freak oh, me no, out with it. No. Sit out, rant. Guys, you'll be in a lifetime. You know my destiny is to lead the human race. It's resistance oh, against the machines. Almighty. <laughs> That's what mum always said. <laughs> it's not trolling, it's like a mix between trolling and like boring me with the same <laughs> the same scenario that's never gonna happen. It's broling, you're broling me <laughs> with your leader of the world apocalypse scenarios. I won't follow you, I'll follow my own ratty in tribe. Then you can go out there and get killed by machines or I lead the resistance to its glory. Anyway, why is this back to you leading the resistance? I was just talking about how one day this fish is going to lead to realistic flesh being stuck there. to a fucking robot. I don't know. That's exactly how it leads to it. Oh, God. You're not John Connor. Yes, I am. For the final time. Yes, I am. You might be able to carry John Connor's bags or something if you suck up really, <laughs> If I meet a dude called John Connor, we're assuming ahead and take his, you, take his you, place. You could be his butler, maybe. <laughs> no, I'm the leader of the resistance, trust me. Oh, Mike, enough with this. Let's do full Alex. Can I have a piss first? No, you'll sit there and wet yourself as punishment. <laughs> I'm going to have a piss anyway. I'm the leader of the resistance, you're going to speak to me like that. Have <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> a shot. <laughs> Fuck. I'm joining the machines. Alright, we'll end the show on our very own, completely original game show, Never Go Full Alex, where Mike finds us a couple of random weirdos on the internet, pits them against the arch saint of insanity himself, Alex Jones. It's alright to go a little bit Alex, it's alright to go quarter Alex, half an Alex, three quarters of an Alex on a train, mm-hmm. but never go full Alex. Were you trying to get crazy with this scene? Don't you know I'm local? No. So who we got up first, Mike? First up, we got Mark Taylor, firefighter prophet. The firefighter oh, prophet! He says Obama will claim a Kenyan citizenship to avoid being tried for treason. So we just got a bit of good old-fashioned Obama's a Kenyan racism going on then. Yep. Okay. What is your instinct? What is What do you think about his actual birth? Is he not American? I don't think the guy's American myself. I could be wrong. That's just my opinion. I'm not prophesying that. Um, I have talked to uh, one of the investigators on that team, the birth certificate team, and they've got evidence. So uh, it's already been proven that that birth certificate is a phony. You know, and people want to say, oh, you're going to bring up the burger thing again. Give me a break. That's, that's stuff fast. No, you don't understand, guys. This is huge, important. Because if this guy is a fraud, and Q has even said himself that he will claim Kenyan citizenship to keep from being charged for treason. Now, if he claims Kenyan citizenship, then that means he was a false president, in which case every decision this man has made is now null and void, including the two Supreme Court justices. Oh my gosh, wouldn't that, oh my gosh, that's, that is dynamic, as you say. That would be highly dynamic. So again, people don't understand. You, yes, the birther thing is important. You don't throw that out with the bathwater. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. It is important because if he does claim Kenyan citizenship, then he just admitted he's not, to save his own skin, basically, he, he just admitted that I wasn't supposed to be president. 
He's, he's not here from America. Can someone explain to me, because I'm not familiar with this, I know the Republicans and the right wing evangelicals like to say that Obama is a traitor and he should be done for treason. But why? Because I don't get it. I mean... Because he's black. Well, and they can't handle it. No, oh, right, is that, is that the, the entire reason? They've got to take the achievement away from him, yeah. Because it's the, like... Yeah. I don't... Yeah, it's so, I mean, it was, they say he's not... You have to be a US citizen. Yeah. You have to be born, sorry. You do, that's why Arnie can't be yeah. president. Yeah, to be president. I don't think it applies in this country, though, to be prime minister, I'm pretty sure. I don't think it does, actually. But, yeah, so if they can get him on a technicality that he was born in Kenya, at the time, they wanted to strip him away from the presidency, didn't they? Yeah, they did. So but they could prove that, but surely they would have proved it within them eight years. Yeah, but he'd have been living he there. He says for... they got proof. He says, oh, the birth of, the birth of people have got proof. And where is his proof? Why didn't you release it at the time? It's too late now. He's been president. He's been president for eight years. Yeah. And also, let's face it, he went to university in America. Wasn't he a Yale law student? Doesn't know that's some top university in America anyway. A law student. He'd have been there for five years, so wouldn't he have got his citizenship anyway? No, no, no. It doesn't matter. He's got to be born on US soil. Oh, I see. Oh, cool. yeah, of course. They're saying yeah. he was born in Kenya and brought over as an infant or whatever. Right. Okay. But why is he still freaking out? Because he's a racist or...? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're still going after him, aren't they? Because he's... They, they see him, they, you know, he's a figure of the left. Right. He's the demon, he's the antichrist. But he's full so, of shit for speaking to... Like, he says, uh, like, he's been in contact with people who know that sort of high-level information about Obama's fucking passport birth certificate shut the front door you're a little fucking bedroom youtuber just because you're old doesn't give me you're credible and you're a fire were a firefighter yeah but he did clarify it wasn't one of his prophets didn't he he's yeah he, with everything. he said prophesy <laughs> again you know, you know the, the prophet bobby connor he said prophesy he started saying it no mark taylor and a prophet and it's not a prophesy, a prophesy. it's not a prophesy like, well, well, good for you. I don't. Oh God, we got Destiny Pearson next. Been a while since he's been on. Yeah. Okay. The JLP show. God, I'd love to fucking go head to head with him in a fucking debate. Just to tell him what a cunt he is. I'd, I'd lose. I'd probably lose a debate because he's like he's practiced at this. He can deflect and distract and say random shit that's got no. So I'd probably lose. But I still. Quite good at debating. I've seen him. But I still call him a massive cunt. And then at the end. I'd Drop probably down, punch down, him down. in the face. I'd certainly attack his fucking Christian ridiculous models. views. His Christian yeah, models? Yeah. Okay, I'll see what... attack his family pet in the middle of the night. Oh, oh no, no, no. Just to with him. No, no, no. I'd steal his family yeah, pet. If it's I'd, I'd, the I'd, dog. If you're coming with me, mate. goldfish head off. And uh, spit it back into the town. What if it was a dog or a cat? I'm going to bite his head off, am I going to no. need like, Leaves a dog or cat's head on the pillow. Yeah. No, I, what I want to do yeah. is I'm going to steal... the style. Yeah. I'm going to steal the dog or the pet and leave a note saying, you're too much of a cunt to raise an animal, never mind children, so he's going to take the dog. I could just push him down. I mean, he's pretty old and shuffly, and I could just sneak up behind him and shoulder barge him down a flight of stairs. Pretty armed to fuck, though, to be fair. Yeah, that's very true. That fucking and I don't think you want someone with Jesse Lee Peterson's mental capability no. handling and a fully automatic AR-15. What am I talking about? I don't matter if he's got an AR-15, he won't be able to get to it. I'll just use my trusty old method that I always use. <laughs> Run him over, Run him over in a van! <laughs> yeah. 
He goes outside. He hasn't always got an AR-15. Goes for the bins so out. He just walked straight out yeah. in front of me, officer. It's bin day. He goes yeah. for the bins day. He goes smack. <laughs> 50 miles an hour, straight through the bins and his court and it's his body. It's a short residential street, 50 miles no, an hour. You're, presumably, wow. you're, you're parked up right he, at the end of it. He would explode like a person balloon. <laughs> you're but, parked up at the end, engine mm. running, revving it. Oh, like a movie bad yeah. guy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. you got a bit of nitrous in the back as well as a van. Yeah, all right. Fair Do you ever see that Top Gear episode where they, thought they took on the Aussies? Mm. The Aussie Top Gear. And like, oh man, we haven't really got. They put it against the Australian Ute. It's half car, half pickup truck. Okay. And we haven't got a UK a UK equivalent. So Clarkson borrows a, a transit van off his mate, <laughs> and Hammond's driving, and he doesn't tell him the back of it is filled with nitrous. Oh man! So this, this transit van goes and naught to seventy in about three seconds. Hammond doesn't know what the fuck's happening. It's amazing. <laughs> Well, that's what we would do. And we'd yeah, think. absolutely. Let's see what JLP's got to say. He's saying that gays have taken over the terms husbands and wives. And? Yeah, Muslim in Congress now, in government all over, starting to spread around the country. You have a homosexual, radical homosexual, running for president. And no one seemed to care. No rebuking him, and he even front his so-called husband. Husband, with no shame, kissing in the public, <laughs> and people applaud like it's real. <laughs> they call a man husband like it's real. It's shocking, and that's what they want to do. And I'm being told that. They uh, they uh, voted in a black radical lesbian homosexual for mayor of Chicago, and I have those soundbites coming up for you too. Supposedly she kissed her so-called wife, so now they calling they outwardly calling two men husbands and two women wives, and the straight people are calling their relationship partners. The radical homosexuals started out calling their phony relationships partners, and they convinced the straight people, don't say girlfriend, boyfriend, or fiancé, or husband, wife. Say partner. And so the straight people, as weak as they can be, said, okay. Now they call partners while the homosexual has taken over the term husbands and wives. It's, it's, it's mind-blowing. It's just... Hard to believe. Straight people have changed the term from husband and wife to partners. Oh, if you're not married, you're partners. If you're married, it's husband and wife, isn't it? That's He's saying now they've changed it. Mm. So husbands and wives are now yeah. saying partners and the homosexual relationships are now saying husbands and wives. Number one... I don't well, care. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Number two, whatever, bollocks, you, anyway. whatever you call your relationship is up to you. If you want to be partners, yeah. you be partners. If you want to be husband and wife, you be husband and wife. You couldn't give two shits. It's not my business. I, I think he's a fucking repressed homosexual, like most of them, to be yeah, fair. I'll guarantee you they'll find you in a motel with a rent boy in fucking ten years. 
But he less than that. It's just shocking. He's oh, no, he's just a fucking old. He's he's for an African American gentleman who doesn't believe that the slavery happened. He's Uncle Tommy. And wanted to uh, well, I suppose that's the technical term, well, the, the old term, wasn't it? The Uncle Tommy, the uh, Samuel L. Jackson in Django. Hmm. Basically. Yep. Sticks up for the white man. And that's why he's got a, a show and an audience. I mean that well, actually. That video's had 1,200 well, views. There's nothing a racist like more than a black man confirming that it's okay mm-hmm. to be a racist. I mean, didn't he say in one episode previously when he featured that he, he what he wanted to do was take a lot of black people down the south, a lot of black kids down the south, and... Pick cotton. Pick cotton, because that's what he did, <laughs> and it made a man out of him. Yep. And you're like, but that's, that's a slave trade, Jesse. That's... <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah. Well, it wasn't a slave. Well, was was well, no, but he, he, he never said he was going to pay them. For it, he imagine. never said he was going to pay them. But I bet it wasn't fucking much. Oh, my God, yeah. A few cents a day. Yeah. Young black kid to pick cotton. Ro- room and board and a few cents a day. That's a bit of the slavery got away with it for ages, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, they're not slaves. They're getting room and board. They're getting, room and, they're getting, a, they're getting a, a bed and food. Paying like a cent a day. Yeah. They got wages. It's like man. prison. Isn't it? Like American What's the difference between a slave and a wage slave, Ben? There isn't one. About four weeks holiday in dental care. Yay! <laughs> nice. I like it. Yeah. Um, so that's Jesse Lee Peterson. So let's see what um, St. Alex... At oh, the moment, oh, yeah. St. Alex, no one's heard nothing else about his nonsery. The man himself. He hasn't been nonsing, Ben. We literally broke down the story in detail. I'm aware. What we're saying. The allegation hangs. What allegation? The allegation. What allegation? Well, the stuff in his emails. We discussed that. We went through this in detail. Exactly. We did. Someone sent it to him, but you don't know if he asked them to send it to him. He was never opened it. Change of heart. We're going to hold off until any more evidence came. Okay. If you didn't listen last week, you now have to explain. And qualify. No, I think just go back and listen to last week's episode. It'll be fine. Oh, we'll just Google it. Anyway, in this clip, Alex explains <laughs> how he's driven by the fire of human liberty. Interesting. But it is just such an exciting time to be alive right now. And it is such a badge of courage, such a certification, when they have Fox News, CNN, MSNBC almost every day lying about my broadcast and demonizing yours truly. These are people with shrinking ratings, shrinking audiences, sitting around their fancy studios, literally believing they've arrived because they're part of the establishment. I would never want to be part of the establishment. Do you know how I would destroy myself? If I took the Fox TV shows. You've heard Man Cow on the show, let the cat out of the bag. Yeah, you know that Fox show you were going to do with me, but I didn't show up. I didn't sign the contract. Nothing against Man Cow. Ask him. And other contracts they offered me. He came and he goes, I, I met with the head people. You've been offered four TV shows and contracts and money didn't take them? And I said, yeah. And then Fox News had the nerve to go to the New York Daily News a few years ago and go, Alex Jones wanted a job with us, but we refused him. He wants showbiz, but showbiz doesn't want him. I was told that before when I was like 20 years old. No, 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 no. I don't want showbiz, jackass. I want freedom. And space exploration and the next renaissance. Now, I don't care nobody even knows my name in the future because my oh, genetics yeah, right. are going to be carried on forever. 
That's living forever. That's victory. And I want your genetics to go on forever. All of us together, of every race, color, and creed, as one humanity. I believe in humanity. I'm a fan of humanity. I want to win. I want prosperity. And I want to smash the skulls of bullies and murderers and, and, and child molesters wide open. I want to see their teeth all over the ground. I got an instinct to win, an instinct to thrive, an instinct to understand things. I'm a pioneer. I'm an explorer. I'm a human, and I'm coming. I'm animated. I'm alive. My heart's big. It's got hot blood going through it fast. I like to fight, too. I like to eat. I like to have children. I'm here. I got a life force. This is a human. This is what we look like. This is what we act like. This is what everybody was like before us. This is what I am. I'm a throwback. I'm here. I've got the fire of human liberty. I'm setting fires everywhere. And humans are turning on everywhere. And we're going to get our metaphysical hands around your stinking necks. Make no mistake, parasites. There's an attack on the species by a guild of psychopaths, and they must be defeated. I'm going to settle down. Excuse me. I'm going to come back with extra seven sticker goals. Excuse me. Well, you know what? Until he went to that little round at the end, and he's going on a bit of space exploration, the bear was of the species. I'm like, fuck me up with Alex. He can't win this week because I agree with him. Yeah, I think we are owned by a guild of psychopaths. Yeah, and now, the thing, the thing, yeah, I agree with him for most of that, but ninety percent of it, apart from the racist bits. We do need that space. Was beautiful, that was, wasn't it? It was. It was. <laughs> you know, it was. It was that. You'll never see a more complete performance than that. In, he, was on, in, he was on fire. It's yeah. pretty peak, Alex. On YouTube, you'll never see a more complete performance than that unless you're, I don't know, watching Expendables 2 on YouTube. <laughs> that was incredible. And yeah, he's, Alex is going for me. He's got on performance. He's I, I, but the, the problem I have is, I was halfway through that, I was like, <laughs> kind of agree with me. Yeah? I do a lot of things, yeah. yeah. The most liberal man in the room <laughs> agreeing with Alex Jones a lot of things. Uh, so you go for Alex, guys. Yeah, he smashed it for me this week. The other two are just bug standard, just internet Republican racist, aren't they? Your typical and homophobes. Yeah, homophobes. homophobes and we'll find them in we'll find them in a motel room with a ten year old rent boy at some point. It's, it's gonna happen. Not for me, not Alex smashed it this week. Yeah, Alex yeah. has smashed it. Um, I do believe in what he's saying, but you know, on some of it, some of it was crazy, and the performance was crazy. So the performance was bang on. Halfway through, I was like, I can't, this is great, and I can't vote for it to win because I'm agreeing with half of this stuff. And then I was like, oh, you know what, he's going to crazy mode. Yeah, we're fine. No, we're fine. Yeah, I can vote for this. So, yeah, I'll go for Alex. It's 3 0. Yeah, man. He did it. Mind you, yeah, we had, we had a former winner and a perennial runner up in that uh, lineup. Should have been tougher competition for him, but. No, he was, uh, he he was, was on form. He was on form this week. Right then. So that's been uh, Cut of the Bull in the Post Truth Apocalypse, The Moon Landings Part 2. Thanks for listening. I've been Ben, and I'm going to say, don't join the Flavor Aid, and don't join a cult. I've been Gaz, and I will say, subscribe to Sewage Pipe Gaming on YouTube, and free Biff Tannen if you can. I doubt you understand <laughs> what that means. Thanks Shouldn't for listening. <laughs> Goodbye. And can we also say, please follow us on Facebook at uh, Cut of the Bull in the Post Truth Apocalypse. YouTube is, uh, what's the YouTube one? Apocalypse Ball. Apocalypse Ball. Twitter is the same, Apocalypse Ball. Share it, tell a Share friend. Share it, subscribe it, like our memes, we'll do you some memes. Tell a friend, but don't tell me more. Exactly.
I've been Mike, thanks for listening. Peace out.